It's time to cut out the cancer. Welcome to the Sunday Movie Marathon, episode 47. I'm Max. I'm Chris. I'm Darcy. And that was a lovely quote from the movie we, we watched yesterday, even. And Chris and I have watched twice called James Wan's Malignant. How are we all doing this week? Yeah, doing all right. <laughs> Didn't need to watch Malignant twice, but that was a thing that happened. But we no, did. No, but yeah, come on, you had to... You had to let your third co-host in on the joke. The big beautiful joke? joke. <clears throat> no joke. How are you, Darcy? There was no jokes here. Because um, you weren't here last bad. week. Um, yeah, I've been really busy, but yeah. not too bad. Um, I'm actually just happy to be back, to be honest. Like, I always feel really bad because my mum would be like, oh, it's so nice to have you home. But like, all I'm thinking about is just not being home. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not right. even... It's not, like, it's not even home, but I just hate my hometown. Like, it's just so boring, and it's just... Um, yeah, you are the true pop-punk kid. I am. I was cool before my time, but I wasn't a pedo before my time. <laughs> yeah, that came you later. broke out. You broke out, and you defied all <laughs> pop-punk logic. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> what have you guys been doing? I know Chris has been working mostly. Yeah. That's about it. Cool. And yeah, Max, working mostly. Yeah. What, what have we been doing? I don't know. Like, <laughs> we saw Idols recently. Yeah, all three of us yeah. went to the same gig. I already forgot about it. Is that really bad? Yeah. I've got a really bad memory, though. Like, it's really bad. That is true. But yeah, that was a great gig. Oh, yeah, it was fucking amazing. Yeah. But I was, was, quite, so I was quite tipsy, so I kind of... It was... <laughs> unforgettable some might say but I guess we can't say that now thanks Darcy <laughs> well to be honest I'm not a good I'm not a good judge of that sort of character like <laughs> I forget everything that Chris tells me like the morning of the day he'd be like do you remember this mm. and I'd be like nah yeah That's like right. um, when we went on a walk earlier <laughs> and I was saying about how she asked what we're having for dinner. I was like, oh, we're having steak and chips because it's my parents' wedding anniversary. She was like, what? Why didn't you tell me? And I was like, I told you earlier and my uh, mum told yeah. you yesterday. Wow, Darcy. I have, I have nothing to say. I, I'm pretty sure I have dementia. Yeah. And so young too. <laughs> I know. I feel old. <laughs> but yeah, that gig was good. No one yeah. died at that venue this time, so that was cool. Um, no a day to remember flashbacks everyone <laughs> they sang Sinead O'Connor yeah, and, and Wonderwall and, one, uh, yeah, and, and Wonderwall. Mariah Carey so everyone, everyone just forget oh and Enrique Iglesias did everyone forget that as well oh yeah they sang that Christmas song <laughs> and Hero Hero is one of the greatest songs to ever exist oh yeah yeah my favourite part By was Nickelback. Kai turning around yes <laughs> actually that song's actually sick I don't want to hear any slander against that song it was in the first Spider-Man film alright I know my rights yeah me and Darcy then went to went out after instantly regretted it because it just smelled like vomit everywhere oh it was hot it, uh, <laughs> it, we were only in there for about 20 minutes and I just I hated every moment of it um, the tables were wonky the bar's vaguely racist, let's be honest. Like, let's not even... Not even vaguely, it's just it's... straight up racist. <sighs> a place ha- called Mr. Miyagi is like... H- how did they get away with that? Yeah. I actually... I don't know. 
I find it baffling. Like they've got I've them stupid like there, neon signs but... that say like me love you wong tong and stupid shit yeah, like me that. Me love you long times on the wall. Yeah, and... dim sum you a lot or some stupid shit. There's pictures of like uh, Mr. Miyagi from Karate Kid everywhere. There's Street Fighter pictures on the walls. It's like literally the most re- I can't even begin. They serve well, cocktails and noodle place. boxes. Yeah, no, yeah, the, yeah. Um, and they sell bandat. So, like, if you get like a massive share noodle box, it's literally cocktails and noodle box. You get a bandana, like in the is it the Karate Kid where they have like yeah. the bandanas and shit. It is fucking ridiculous. But yeah, we walked in and it just smelled like vomit everywhere. And yeah, I went into the toilets and there was vomit all over. The place. I so. don't know if Max has ever wow. been to the what it was before, but that smelled like dirty feet, and now it just smells like actual vomit. Yeah, I preferred it when it smelled like feet because at least you could kind of get over that, and it wasn't racist either, so that was bearable. Oh, all right. So you're not really convincing me to go to this place. So probably no, won't. I I never want to go ever Is again. Is it your first time going then? No, I've oh. <laughs> I've sadly been about three times since it became <laughs> that bar. Why'd you keep going if it sucks? That's a good question. I don't remember why I went. Oh, I used to go with uh, my old work lot because I would never go there voluntarily. It was like one of those like work nights out and I was like, oh, do I really have to go? And they're like, yeah, we booked like the VIP lounge thing. And I was like, oh. Just okay. a table in the corner. Yeah. yeah, you know the one up by the dance floor? There's yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's literally corner. that. Yeah, but it has like. The only good thing about it is that you pay a certain amount of money and they give you so much alcohol. And I mean, so much. <laughs> yeah, we only went because it's the only like bar slash nightclub that was open late on a Sunday. That's our from a state going on a fucking Sunday. Sunday's the well, Lord's Day. Well, that's when day. the gig was scheduled. Can't really help it. No, I. Who do I blame for that? Not for the gig, but for going to that bar in the first place. Everyone. Yeah, myself for going. <laughs> mm. Anyway, should we talk about the films we saw? I don't know. Are you sure you guys want to do it? Um. Yeah. Okay. Why not? So, um, what was it? Like last week, me and Chris went to see the new James Wan movie, Malignant. Uh, and we were like, wow. That was quite something. Darcy, you got to see this movie. So we, we took Darcy to see it uh, yesterday <laughs> as we're speaking. Um, so, first of all, what's the movie about, Chris? <laughs> um, should I avoid spoilers in the brief description? Does it matter? We're going to spoil it anyway. Yeah, just do a little brief synopsis. Okay, so obviously this is um, James Wan, um, probably best known for doing like The Conjuring, Insidious, the first Saw movie. It's his return to horror after stepping away to make Fast and Furious and um, Aquaman. Um, the film's about a woman called Madison who um, basically after the murder of her her husband starts having these weird visions of people being murdered and as the film goes on she starts finding out more and more about these murders and that maybe they're more than just visions and dreams. I guess that's yeah. kind of the very yeah, brief that's... synopsis without going too deep into it. Yeah, that kind of... Sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like maybe it's a haunting movie, and then as as it progresses, maybe it's an imaginary friend type movie, and then it becomes something else. 
and uh, it takes you on a lot of twists and turns, and um, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, each time I went, it's just like, is I've not really seen like much like this in horror in like like lately. I don't think this is like this is almost like a return to like those schlocky B movie type uh, horror. Uh, escapades. I don't know. The guy reminded me of like Dark Man, which just how like stupid it was. <laughs> it yeah, was very yeah. schlocky. It reminds me a lot of um some of the lower grade like eighties horror movies, kind of like a Nightmare on Elm Street, I guess. Um, one of the films we'll talk about. Um, it reminded me a lot of um a lot of the really stupid films like Basket Case and that sort of thing, where it's like very like practical effect based and very over the top and ridiculous but it like knows exactly what it is and doesn't try and take itself too seriously and that's kind of what this film is it like knows mm. it's really campy and stupid but it's just having fun with itself and it's quite infectious to watch it's like watching uh, if saw was a sitcom <laughs> yeah but um I just thought it was actually really, really funny. Like every like twist was really like funny, and then the last like each bit was just making me howl. Like I'm so glad there was like no one there because I think if it was like packed, I would have just got stared out so much. I just couldn't stop laughing. It was just so funny. Yeah, I thought maybe that would like wane on me like in a second go round. I was still laughing a lot, and like having Darcy <laughs> like sat right next to me, just like giggling throughout it. it just like it was very infectious. <laughs> I still had like a fantastic time with it uh, the second time around. I don't think it's like amazing. I don't think it's trying to be amazing. I think it's just trying to be fun. Um, and I did have just so much fun with it because it is like hilarious. We're talking about like, oh yeah, this like each plot twist is hilarious. It's like it's a horror movie and it's supposed to be like scary, but at the same time, it's you know I think the horror elements it does quite well, but like. I think I attribute that more to like James Wan as a director. I just think he's such a like he's such a master of his craft. He knows exactly what he's doing, and it did at times feel like a lifetime movie. It felt like I was watching like something from the Hallmark Channel, but uh, yeah, I just found it to be just entertaining. It was like nothing to think too hard about. It was just fun. I feel yeah, definitely. I think the first act is where it's like mostly like very serious, like mm. besides the kind of cheesy like drama elements. And like <laughs> there was actually like some really tense and creepy moments that um, reminded me a lot of some of the moments in The Conjuring, like because you kind of feel like it's probably like a haunted house sort of thing. And there's a lot of mm-hmm. like classic just suspense moments in there. And I think there's some really great creative visual moments in those scenes, like when um. The camera's like a bird eye view, like as she runs through different rooms. Oh, I thought that was really a, great. Such a sick shot. <laughs> yeah. Actually amazing. I love um James One, the way he uses zooms, like how he uses like very smooth zooms. That's something he does a lot in like the conjuring and stuff. And I also appreciated mm-hmm. that in this film he kind of he steps away from what he did with Insidious and the Conjuring movies where they're like the main scares, like jump scare sort of thing, um, where he does have creepy visuals, but anytime he presents them, there's a loud noise accompanying it. In this, he kind of steps away from that. He kind of uses silence more as a form of terror, which I actually really appreciated. I thought it just showed that he he doesn't need to rely on cheap scares like that. 
I was just kind of glad that they didn't kind of go in the same direction as like Insidious and things because I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm like really sick of that whole like ah there's possessions and shit, and I'm just I'm kind of sick of that kind of thing. So I was kind of it was like really like refreshing to be like oh it's not some weird thing about like a weird house that's haunted and there's ghosts and shit. It's actually really. F- fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah it's very original like I, i've mm. not seen a film that's done anything like this before uh, yeah um oh i'm gonna spoil it uh so uh, like in in like the middle sort of section you kind of find out that the main character madison was like adopted no uh, <laughs> we find that out before but like she was adopted and then we find out that she was in like this hospital, this like institute, and like when she was a child, because her mother gave her up for like science or whatever, she couldn't take care of the children, and she had a parasitic twin that lived on her back, and the twin was called Gabriel, and <laughs> it's like this evil force, this uh, malignant, <laughs> malevolent force that just. Uh, tells her to do bad things or like tells her like just like heinous shit to kill people to to hurt people and they've basically like cut out this uh uh what's it gabriel guy they've cut him off of her essentially but like they couldn't cut off enough so they're like cut (laughs) they They cut off like just enough and then press the rest of him into her skull and then sew her back up. (laughs) And then it's only now (laughs) when when her head's been like, like her boyfriend, her her husband like abuses her. He like pushes her into a wall, smacks her head against the wall and it like awakens Gabriel. And he's like, (laughs) what we find out is that this series of murders that are being committed against the people who did these uh, experiments <laughs> at the hospital on them is actually being done by Gabriel. But what we didn't know <laughs> was... <laughs> <laughs> that, basically, was... that's how I felt from the whole film. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> what we didn't know was it was um, Gabriel inside of um, Madison and he uses her body. He like he, he he opens her head up and then like his head comes out of the back of her head and like she goes unconscious while he commits these terrible atrocities against the people who did this to him. It is so funny. He like puts it, it, on, it is the, it He's is got so like his own funny. outfit. He puts on like this weird like leather trench coat and he goes out and he, he Oh fuck! And he just kills he people kinda... and he knows kung fu for some reason. Yeah, like what? What? <laughs> oh, okay. So that makes sense, right? Because when we reviewed the other day, you were like, "Why does he know kung fu?" And I'm like, "What does that even mean?" <laughs> yeah, you'll know. He knows like kung fu. Right. So what, he's also yeah, like, really like... strong somehow. And like, oh my god! Super at the end, like... <laughs> at the end, when she like defeats him, um, she like picks up this really heavy hospital bed because she's like. Gabriel always, it wasn't Gabriel's, Gabriel's strength, strength, it was mine, basically. It was yeah. my body. She was like, if he was strong, I was strong. Yeah, somehow she just has, like, superhuman strength for no reason. So funny. I found it really funny that, like, because his head is on the back of her head, he has to do everything backwards with her body. Oh, yeah, like, and, like the way he like fights it. and, like, moves is just really, just, like, almost, like, 
like horrifying. It is kind of horrifying, but it is also just stupid and really funny. Oh, it is so funny. He's like I got think- this like weapon that he's fashioned <laughs> out of like a, a trophy and it's like this golden blade, which was awesome. And he just like goes cool. around just stabbing people with it. He's there's like a scene where he, he goes into a this guy's a hotel apartment and like he's gone to sleep and then he just like he crawls on top of him as he's asleep and then he just like stabs him in the face over and over. It's fucking sick. Yeah, yeah it's pretty grim. I was looking forward to that though, seeing all them like kills when some of them were off camera, and I'm like, ah, so sad. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really good gore effects in the film, but mm. I do wish like there was less CGI blood because I feel like some of that mm-hmm. looked a bit off. Yeah, anytime it, he, they use like practical effects, that looks really good, but the CGI it stuff could, doesn't. I know, I know it looked kind of shitty, but like when you think about like how hilarious and like camp the film is, I think it kind of works in a weird way, like. Oh, look at this stupid, like, <laughs> every time they put, like, the knife in, there's, like, blood just going... <laughs> it's just funny. I just realised they no one can see me um, when I'm doing yeah. the hand movements. Yeah, just flying around. Yeah, there you go, flying there. blood. Sorry, no. <laughs> I was just making the noise. And uh, <laughs> obviously we're in full spoilers now. There's, like, a scene towards the end where he, like, goes into the police department just murders just a whole bunch of police mm. it's it's sick it's so it cool it's so cool do you know what he's both doing like parkour <laughs> yeah both of you turned around right actually i don't know if it even was that scene but there was that scene where like um he comes down from the ceiling and chris yeah. went oh my god it's like dark man and then <laughs> and then max turned around and goes oh my god it's like dark man i was like for <laughs> fuck's sake <laughs> Yeah, that police is. scene is like genuinely great. <laughs> like the action, yeah. like choreography, and like the way it's shot is actually really good. But just the fact he's like going backwards just makes it so funny. Oh, it's so so entertaining. Yeah. I I love it. It's really creepy, but it's really funny. Yeah, that's easily my favorite part in the whole film. That bit mm-hmm. when like sh- um, Gabriel's like locked in the prison cells, killing all the female prisoners. That bit is also yeah. great. Oh, just before my it. favorite bit was really stupid. It was just that bit where Madison turns around and goes, "I was adopted," and then it was just like zooms in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've seen this movie twice, Chris and I. I don't think, like, because the first time we saw it, it was quite a packed theater, and the second time we saw it, there were like one or two people, like, kind mm-hmm. of near to us. I don't think anybody else was laughing. No. No, that guy right in... So there was, like, a guy adjacent to us. And what the fuck? Like, he just looked like he didn't even care to be there Mm. at all. He was like, this is a film. Almost felt, like, (laughs) bad for laughing, because, like, he was just there, and I felt like he was just taking it super seriously and, like, trying to watch this, like, great horror movie, but I just couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, but we do this all the time. Like, we were, like, dancing and shit to, like, the fucking Saw-esque music, and we were, like, having a great time. Oh, the music is so good. We just do this all the time. Like, we'll go to another film and we'll just laugh at it, and other people will be like, it's not funny. And we're like, it's mm, so yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, the music's great. Oh my God. I love What's it. Is that song like, they keep playing? It's where funny every my time they mind use it. by the Pixies for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, this what, huge, like, like, it's like if they did that it. and made it like the Saw music. It's so ridiculous. I loved it. Like, I actually was like, this is so, this is like Saw music. And then we looked up the composer and it, nothing to do with Saw. 
No, but yeah, he has nothing. worked with James Wan for everything he's done over like the last decade. I loved it. It was like, it, I don't know, it reminded me of like if Nightmare on Elm Street and Saw had like a musical love child. That's what it felt like to me. Like, you know, like proper like synthy, gross <laughs> like keyboards, yeah. but like. And there are some funny. like really great like usage of like orchestral stuff. Like, um, the scene where they reveal Gabriel's real identity, like um, they like slow pan around her back. There's like these oh, really like gross. aggressive like string spike. That's like genuinely quite creepy, and the music's really great in that bit. Mm. That scene was like so gross. Like obviously, you kind of saw him in the beginning, but you didn't really like get a good look at him. And then when they like proper like zone in on him, you're like, <laughs> what a greebo. <laughs> yeah uh, really great sound effects as well I felt because he's like doing everything backwards he's got to like contort her body in yeah. different ways to like fight so like every time he like has to like fight he'll like snap her bones and just like it was like that cracking like, sound yeah just like crack her body in different ways so he's able to fight it's fucking disgusting but like it is so grim there's also like a part parts where um Every time he like takes control, he goes to like a different place. Like she's kind of seeing it herself. And the way they show this is this really cool effect where like the room starts melting around her and it melts like inwards from like top to bottom until she's in the room where the murder is happening. And that effect was so cool. I like yeah, I like kinda of like the way everything sort of like dissolved. Yeah, it was cool. Mm. Yeah. What did you guys think about the acting throughout? Um, uh, something I didn't find, like, too... I found this to be quite... Oh, yeah, the acting. It's not the best. No. I couldn't tell if it was, like, intentionally the yeah, way it was. was Same with the dialogue. Both of them, I couldn't work out whether it's, like, intentionally supposed to be, like, kind of off. Like, But I thought a lot of it, it was like really, it. really bad. Yeah, like, it was really weird because... Mm. I don't know, part of me was like, oh, the beginning was really terribly acted, like, between um, the husband and and the wife. But then she seemed to have gotten better as yeah. it, like, went along, so I didn't know whether it was just, like, they had absolutely, like, no chemistry going no on. Chemistry. Like, it was just... It was just but, yeah, like, they weren't supposed like, to? Yeah, no, but it was, like, just, like, so... St- it was just stilted and weird. Like, he was, like, delivering like this oh no let me get some ice and i'm like i don't know if i hate this or love this because i love that kind yeah. of thing where like films are just so shit they're great <laughs> yeah for me i, I did feel, feel like, like this is that though oh I no no, no. Like i don't so think shit. it's shit it's let, let me just let me just clarify that i don't think it's shit but when aspects of films are shit sometimes i think it's mm. great yeah right you got me okay, i did yeah. feel like there was some points where it like genuinely did like kind of ruin what was happening like the really bad dialogue especially when there's like just really serious scenes of people talking like when the film would get like slowed down a bit those bits yeah. were sometimes so like just badly written that it really just ruined it for me and i feel like that kind of made the film drag a little bit of points it is a two-hour movie and really yeah. does feel it and doesn't really need to be that long. It does feel I like do two I do feel hours. like you could have taken out some of the dialogue sequences or maybe shortened some of them scenes down and it probably would have been a lot better. I was actually really yeah. stupid. I didn't actually um, figure out until right near the end of the movie that um, the the woman who was kidnapped wasn't actually that 
that Anna, like whatever the fuck her name, and Madison or whatever her name was, and it was her mum. I literally didn't even clock onto that. I was like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, first didn't. I don't uh, know why. I just didn't even. Yeah, for me in the rail um, way bit where she gets kidnapped, I actually thought that was Madison. Yeah, I thought it was her, and for the longest time, I thought it was just going like back and forth, and I was like, okay. And then she falls through the fucking ceiling, and I'm like, oh, that's her mum. Was that completely different? What are you talking about? I don't know. I think it's because I wasn't paying like the main character a lot of attention. No, I thought it was going back and forth. If that makes sense, so I thought like. He had had her, and then they were going back and forth, and they were trying. Oh. I don't know. It was right. only was... when they like showed her like yeah. kidnapped, and then went back to Madison. I was like, oh, okay, it's not her. Yeah, that, I think it's because I didn't really like pay attention. No, to that's what, she what looked I did. Like, I did so pay attention, and because I just saw they look white similar. person with dark hair. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's the same person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. Talk about. Oh, I don't know uh, about you guys, <laughs> but like that first scene uh, where they're like in the hospital. When I first watched it, I thought. It was so stupidly bad and unrealistic and the acting was so terrible and like it was just like paced really weird that like they were just going to yell cut and like it would reveal that it, they were like filming a movie. I don't know if you got that, Chris, on like a first watch. Actually, I, did, did, I, I don't know about you guys, but did you kind of feel that towards the end of the film? Like this is going to sound really weird, but... You know how um, she, um, you know, she had that miscarriage at the beginning, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, at the end, out of nowhere, the sister goes, Ah, oh, the reason your babies have died is because Gabriel keeps feeding on the fetuses. And it was like, rad. Like, oh, yeah, they that never was weird. Like, they before. never brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so weird. No, during the opening scene, I. <laughs> basically, the only thing I knew about the movie was I saw reviews saying it was, like, really silly in camp. <laughs> so I just, like, mm-hmm. during the first scene, I was like, Okay, this is going to be what the film is right because i thought it was going to be like serious so like when that was happening i was like what is that what is this like the doctor's like there and she's like uh i'll get get her get him out of there or something and then like the guy gets out like a like a gun like a rifle and like he he's (laughs) he like gets his (laughs) arm broken so like the the head doctor has to pick up the <laughs> the rifle and she starts just like shooting into the room. I was like, oh, yeah, this that is was, so that was, like, the stupid. Funniest fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't. What do is what? this? I don't even think much of it to be honest. Because I, yeah, because I think it's because Chris kind of told me that it was like fun. So I was like, yeah. oh, it's, it's so just gonna damn be one over of, the it's top. It's just gonna be one of those Especially stupid like video things. When like at the end of that scene, before it cuts to like the opening credits, she's like. Oh, it's time to cut out the pot, the cancer. I was like, <laughs> they're going to yell say? cut now. They were like, oh, it's, she's like, that's it. It's time to cut out the cancer. Cause like that this like so freaky funny. little dude is like behind this curtain, just going. Rah, 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 rah. I was like, wait, what? Do you know what amazing, <laughs> they're going to yell cut. That, and then they that, didn't. That title sequence was absolutely sick. Oh, it's, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, so like the music just, was like, actually really cr- incredible. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the guy um, adjacent to us, and he just—he wasn't responding. He was like, "Why am I here? Why am I yeah, just straight faced? Like, dude, this is <laughs> awesome. This is epic. I'm like rocking so out funny. here." <laughs> yeah, from what I've heard from people and like seen from reviews, I think people who go into it and take it really seriously don't enjoy it at all, and they're just like, "This is just shit and stupid." That's so the, the people who kind of embrace what it's going for and just look to have a good time, they're the people who are enjoying it. That is what he's going for, right? Because I don't want to sit here and be like, "It's definitely not a serious film." 
No, that's <laughs> clearly what he's going for. All more props to him, honestly. I don't see like if he just made like a basic horror movie, I'd be like pretty disappointed. But this is like yeah. actually really interesting and different. And I like it's very easy to say like yeah, it's stupid and dumb and schlocky, but I had a good time with it. But it's like yeah, but it's also James Wan doing it, and he's just a fantastic yeah. director, and he, he does all it these crazy great. things and with the effects and but, the camera work, it's actually just yeah, really that's impressive. Like, genuinely, what I appreciated about it though was that it just wasn't another one of those. Possession, ghost, fucking technically not even a serial killer film. You know what I mean? Like n- not a traditional horror film in that sense. Because I'm quite bored of like supernatural films. That's it. Couldn't think of the word. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I just thought it was fun because like you you watch like yeah like you know we're about to talk about a certain set of films that are sort of similar in their cheesiness, mm-hmm. but it hasn't been done for a long time. And it's yeah. not been fun. Like yeah. the the I like well, I don't know. Like say the recent Saw movie that came out. Yeah, that was meant to be serious, but that just came off as yeah. Eh. For me, I find that modern horror movies either take themselves too seriously, mm. or just like they're going for the like Z movie sort of thing, like mm. Sharknado and those sort of things. It's like mm. very rare you get a film which is kind of is self aware. It is trying to be silly, but it is also trying to be serious at the same time, trying to balance the two um, and just be an enjoyable movie. No one needed another Sharknado. Mm-hmm. Although at times it was a bit like... Oh, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of um, one of the films that we saw earlier. I was going to say it was a bit like Birdemic in, and I just remembered that this is the wrong film. Oh. And this is why I need to start taking notes, because <laughs> I don't know what yeah, I'm no, talking it's not about like anymore. Birdemic-y. Because it's actually no, like, it's the wrong film. I'm thinking you know, of the wrong one. Good. It's, it's. Yeah. I just appreciate like the, the way that I was able to have just such a fun time with it. Like I don't. This is like one of the best experiences I've had in a in the cinema this year. Honestly, apart from old, I, just, I actually think old nearly killed me. Old was like kind of boring a lot though. I don't know. I had a, I, I had a lot like of fun just laughing at how dumb it was. I was never bored. No, yeah, I wasn't was either. Yeah. I found it so funny. But this is that sort of feeling, like, I like going into a film, like, even if I don't think the film is great, as long as I'm entertained and two mm. hours doesn't feel like seven hours. Yeah. Well, I'm the sound. difference between, like, this and old is, like, this knows it's stupid and dumb and schlocky. Like, he's actually trying to make what he's oh, yeah, going he's for. trying to but, do like, that, But, like, M. Night yeah. Shyamalan <laughs> is trying to make a serious, like, poignant movie. Mm. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense at all. My favourite thing about the like most positive reviews for that film are like people claiming that M. What, Night knew exactly oh. what he was doing and that the film was supposed to be silly and that was why it's great. No. Which isn't no. the case. Whereas Have they this ever film seen any of his like other that. films? They clearly don't, they don't know. Uh, Have yeah, you got anything else had, to... Yeah, sorry. A uh, problem I had with <laughs> uh, Malignant on a second go-round was like oh. when it's trying to be like a haunting type movie at the beginning, like... It is going for that, like right off the bat, and you're like, "Oh, it's a ghost." So like, the the husband is downstairs. He's like, "What's making all that noise?" And like, how did the the fridge door open on its own? Why there's like a body sat on the sofa and it's changing the channels with its mind. Uh, which I mean, it can control electricity, but that's not the problem I'm having with it. It's like when he turns on the light, the the shadow of the body vanishes. It's like, well, then we later find out that it's just Madison's body. So, like, how can she do that? How can 
How can Gabriel do that with her body? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, there yeah, are parts a lot of things that, that don't make yeah, sense. Yeah, I was just about to say that. There are a lot of things that don't quite add up. But I kind of had a feeling that it was... I mean, I, I assume everyone had this like thought going into it. I'm sliding. Um, <coughs> that, uh, that, you know, like the, the body looked just like her because it had like the long dark hair and like the figure and stuff. And I just thought... Oh, is it her, but as a ghost or something? Like, I thought maybe, she, I don't know, there was some, like, dead twin sister or some shit. I don't know. But it looked just like her. Did no one yeah. else get that? Or, okay. No, <laughs> no, not really. Um, I just thought it was like, I don't know, Marilyn Manson having a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I think I that's all I have to say, really. The, issue, the only issue I had with it the second time around, so I felt, I just felt it dragged a bit. I felt like the... Yeah. The bits where it was trying to be serious just were too much, and I just didn't really have a good time during those bits. <laughs> Ch- um, <laughs> Darcy's broken because she was sitting on a clothes box, and she's like <laughs> the entire like case, the entire litter. Sorry, is like oh. just destroyed itself. Oh no! Wow. <laughs> um, uh, I don't yeah, know where so... to go from here. That's all right. Oh, last thing I will say about Malignant is I thought like the color usage was like actually fantastic. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, really good use of like colors and lighting. I found, uh, especially like in a movie that could just be like it's not like like the, the Conjuring movies are like just dark for the sake of being dark, and it's like there's like you can make a like vibrant, colorful horror movie. And yeah, it's definitely. Kind of, it does. It uses it very well. So yeah, that's uh, malignant. Uh, should we do it out of? I don't know. Out of what? Uh, um, kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay, I'm just trying to remember what I even rated it. To be honest. Um. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I didn't like it as much the second time around. Um. And to be honest, I'm not sure I could watch it another time. I feel like I got everything I'll get out of it. But it's a lot of fun, self-aware little horror movie. I'm happy to see James Wan back to making horror movies. And hopefully he makes some more of them instead of going back into making big blockbuster action movies because I don't think that's what he does well. Um, yeah, No, he's got this... to make Aquaman 2. Mm, Is he actually making that. Aquaman 2? Yeah, he made yeah. the first one. Oh, for fuck's sake. He could do yeah. that, but nothing else. I give this six kung fu's out of ten. Yeah, nice. This is like, I was very surprised while watching this movie. This is like everything that I didn't know I needed from a cinema experience. Uh, I was more than happy to watch it a second time. Um, I probably would watch it again, but not in the cinema. I don't know. I might wait a little while. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's it's very stupid, honestly, and a lot of it doesn't make sense. But at the end of the day. It was a really fun experience for me, and I do really like James Wan a lot. Uh, I think he's a fantastic director. I'll see pretty much anything that he makes. Uh, so I'll give it a seven Kung Fu's out of ten. Nice. I think I was. Um, go- I'm going back in the archives of my mind because I'm currently unable to grab my phone. Um, I'm pretty sure Chris has got it up now. Yeah, I kind of gathered that that was kind of what I was going to rate it, to be fair. I mean, my caption was going to be, saw if it was a 
soap, but um, I didn't get that far because there was no connection on the train. Um, so yeah, I've, I think I've given it a six out of ten. Yeah, it'll stay there. Oh, sorry, six kung fu's. Mm-hmm. Apologies. I know I forget the rating system almost every time that we do it. That's all right. There we go. There we you go. To fix yourself before. I've actually fallen into this box, and I said it was going to happen. Why are you sitting on a box? Well, I don't have a chair, and my beanbag um, just makes me fall down that way. Why don't so you have I'm a chair? sitting on top of my clothes. I don't have a chair, Max. I don't Chris, own a chair. What's, what's she up with a beam, She has a beanbag chair. I have a beanbag, but it, it, obviously when I sit on it, I go like, a to the floor. You're a grown woman. I like beanbags. <laughs> But yeah, but I'm, I'm, currently, <laughs> I'm currently now stuck in my clove box because I've warped the lid so much that I've fallen straight through. And that's why I was laughing for like a good 10 minutes because I, <laughs> I bet you can hear it on the podcast. It's just yeah. me going. Boom. Do you want me to get you one of the foldable chairs we've got? Do you know what? That would actually be fucking fantastic. Okay. It would. It doesn't help that I've been drinking gin. Delicious gin. That's actually really nice, Max. You need to try this gin. Yeah, maybe one day. Yeah, you'll fall you save me some clothing box, mate. All right, I'm gonna try and get up. Oh my fucking god! What have I done? What have I done? <laughs> Approximately ten hours later. Uh, we did see another movie, me and Chris, the other week. It was like yeah, two like, weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were gonna talk about it last week, but um. We saw it with Connor, and we originally were planning on recording this episode with him. Um, so we wanted to wait, but obviously scheduling conflicts meant we couldn't do that. But we're going to talk about it this episode. Uh, last episode, I said that uh, I was like coming down with the the side effects of the vaccine, and like so we'd like book tickets for Shang Chi, and then beforehand I went to see another round and like during that I was like oh something's happening but I felt like relatively fine and then I got out of the cinema I was like walking around a bit waiting for you guys to show up so we could so we could watch uh, Shang-Chi and um, I was like guys oh, I think I'm having a panic attack I feel absolutely terrible you were like Chris was like oh that sucks <laughs> that sounds like something Chris would actually say though to be fair he'd just be like, like damn Oh, sorry, you're cold. Um, don't need a jacket, do you? <laughs> Chris is like wearing two jackets and he's like, I'm sorry, you're cold. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, fuck it, hell. What is happening to me? I thought like something was like, I was like getting like, yeah, like a panic attack. I was like, well, what's wrong though? Like literally what's wrong? I'm just wandering around. And so I'm feeling like this. And then we, you guys show up and we go in to watch Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings 2021, directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. It's the new Marvel movie. It's the new MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. And it's about Shang-Chi. Um, um, he is forced to confront his past after he is drawn into his father's Ten Rings organization. He's like living in I don't know, Chicago or some shit. And um, he's like, damn, uh, I guess I got I got this envelope or this letter or something. I guess I got to go to Tokyo or some shit. Um, and like, China. China, yeah, yeah. I got to go to China. 
And um, yeah, he goes with Aquafina, his uh, psychic, because they all had to have a psychic. And um, sees his old dad and his sister, and his dad has the ten rings of some shit. Um, Yeah, I think they're just called the ten rings. Um, and this whole time I'm like, this is like two and a half hours long. I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm coming down with sweats or like I'm both hot and cold at the same time. I have a headache. I feel horrible. And this movie, I didn't like it. So I felt like I was about to die. And I felt like this movie was causing me to like actually to die. keel over. <laughs> it sucked. It was bad. It was a bad movie. Do you agree? <laughs> or am I? No. Am I, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts, <laughs> Chris? Yeah, I, I don't get the hype at all. Like Everyone is, seems to be in love with this movie, but I really do not get it at all because it's just, it's just a really bad movie. Like Compared to previous Marvel movies, it's really bad as well. It's like one of the worst Marvel movies that I've ever seen. I just, I just yeah. don't understand because every t- every person I've spoken to and I've told them about what you two think. Obviously, I have no opinion here; haven't seen it. But everyone has said, "But the film's so good. How can they not like it?" And I don't understand. Maybe it's just do you do you guys just see something that other people don't see, or is it a bit like you know, like how we watched the Bourne movies and we thought, "What the fuck do people see in this?" Is it one of those situations again? Kind of. But there are there are things I do genuinely really like about the movie, but they're brought mm-hmm. down by the things I don't like about the movie, which completely mm. ruin it. We'll do some positives first. I thought this is like really good on the uh, side of like the fight choreography. I thought this yeah. is like some of the best fight choreography I've seen in a Marvel movie, and they use like the camera pretty well in these fight scenes. Uh, they use like the colouring very well it's like does it they think they've I think they've gotten over this period where they were like basically just making these grey concrete movies now they're actually showing some kind of flair with the colours uh, I think they've got like James uh, Gunn to thank for that a lot and probably uh, Taika Waititi as well they like actually using colour now in ways that they didn't before so I appreciate that and yeah, I just thought like this like hand-to-hand combat type of fighting style is like kung fu type stuff. Uh, it's just really refreshing, especially from a Marvel movie. It's not something I've seen before. Yeah, I really enjoyed a lot of the um, a lot of that combat, like um, the bus scene near the beginning where they're all where um, you first find out that Shang Chi is like a fighter. I guess he's like beating all up all these people on the bus that bit was like genuinely really entertaining yeah yeah um any other positives wow <laughs> um i really like tony chi wai luang i think that's his name who plays um shang chi's dad who's like the villain in the movie yeah. I really liked his whole subplot and I thought he was really great in the movie. I thought he was like a really well-developed character. I thought he was really interesting. And I I did actually like the backstory of Shang-Chi, like his childhood, like seeing his mother get murdered and like how um, his dad and his mother like kind of gave up all their powers to raise a family. And then after she died, like he was like swore to basically avenge her death pretty much. That's that's stuff I did really enjoy. Yeah. 
I liked Wenwu. He was like a really genuinely interesting character, and I kind of feel like maybe even the movie should have just been about him, or it should have been more yeah. about uh, Shang Chi's relationship with his father, and less more uh, less about these kind of fantastical elements they have to put in a Marvel movie. And spoiler alert, uh, Wenwu, the dad, dies at the end. He like gets his soul sucked out by Cthulhu. <sighs> Fucking hell. And, oh, okay, well, there goes another wasted Marvel villain that was like, like, why do they have to kill him? Some of these villains, they don't kill. They, like, put them to the side. They're like, these guys are all right. But, like, this one, like, it, was, it was just, like, the best part of the movie in terms of, like, characters. And they just kill him. I was really disappointed with it. Yeah. It just kind of went nowhere. Is that sort of the making of a film that won't have a sequel? It'll Who have knows? a sequel. Yeah. It'll have ten sequels. <laughs> Maybe it'll come back from the They've dead in one of them. a sequel in the post credit scene, which we oh, didn't did watch because okay. we left. Oh, okay. No, I couldn't be fucking bothered to sit there for another, what, ten minutes watching the credits roll? Mm-hmm. Just for some bullshit about like Shang-Chi doing a backflip? Yeah, I've Who never cares? really appreciated that. I don't like when uh, films do that because I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and wait. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about a big problem I have with this movie and a big problem I have with Marvel in general. I think mm-hmm. like a lot of people nowadays are kind of craving representation. They are craving like having themselves represented in a Marvel movie. Obviously, Marvel's huge. When Black Panther came out, it was like a huge thing, and like understandably so, you should have more inclusivity. You should have like heroes that look like just people you see every day. So like when they're just doing like movie after movie about a white guy, it's boring and fucking just shit. I didn't like it. And then like, oh, they come out with these movies, and now Marvel are like, now we'll give you what you want. How long has it fucking been? 20 years? Yeah. Yeah. They've been trying to make a Shang-Chi movie since the early 2000s before, you know, the MCU even existed. Same with Black Panther and Captain Marvel, I think. But um, whoever was like the head of uh, Marvel Studios, he was the person who was like suppressing that. Well, he was a massive racist. (laughs) Racist and sexist and eventually got removed from it. And that's why these films now exist. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, it's been more like, like 13 years. It's not been 20 years, sorry. Um, but I think the problem I have with Marvel at the moment is I think that they are bad at representation. I think they suck. I just think it took them 10 years to make a movie about someone who wasn't a white man, and when it came to it, they made Black Panther, and then they made like Captain Marvel and Black Widow and Shang-Chi. And like, okay, one of them I actually liked. I like Black Widow. It was like a swan song to a dead character. But the others I actually really didn't like. And that's just like one man's opinion, I guess. But it's like, I feel like they can make these movies and kind of feign inclusivity, but based like solely on the race or gender of the main character, they've already made a billion dollars because people eat it up. They're like, oh, they made a movie, a black, and they've made a Black Panther movie. Oh, thank God. They've made a Shang-Chi movie. Brilliant. Oh, well done, Marvel. And like uh, the rest of the way. Um, it doesn't even have to be a good film. They don't have to put any yeah. effort in it. They're it doesn't just need like, to oh, be good. Go. Yeah, okay, just the rest of the way, they can make something shit or even just like fine. 
And I'm like, well, what's the point in trying? Because they've already made a billion dollars based solely okay, on the okay, fact yeah. that they've been inclusive and they've done this sort of representation. It's like, no, I'm sick of it. I'm fucking sick of it. It's boring. And it's, it's honestly, I find it like, like, I don't know. Like, I'm a white guy. But at the same time, it's like, why, why don't you? Why, why, why don't you put some effort into this, please? Because it's actually boring as shit just to watch the same thing over and over again. And when you actually, when it actually comes to it, you don't even try because you already know that you've, you've made so much money from it. And that's exactly how I feel about Shang-Chi and all those yeah. others. You know? I'm like thinking about the MCU like as a whole. And I actually think there's only ever been like one good like debut um, solo Marvel movie. I mean like one great one. And that's yeah. Iron Man. Like yeah. f- the first four okay. sucked. First Captain America was all right. The first Ant Man wasn't very good. The first, <laughs> the Doctor Strange was kind of mediocre. Same with Spider Man Homecoming. Black Panther sucked. Captain Marvel was mediocre. Um, yeah, Black Widow was decent, but the rest of them haven't been very good. I just well, I'm going to keep saying this till I'm blue in the face, but I just think that. I don't know. I feel like superhero movies have been like done to death and I'm sick of them so much. I didn't even really like them to begin with, but now I just hate them. I just loathe them. I just won't go and see them. Like my friend was like, um, oh, um, you might actually like it because it's not very Marvel-esque. And I was like, I'm not going to like it either way because I don't really like action films. This and stuff. is I just the epitome bored. of a Marvel movie. She told me it wasn't. So she's This is exactly this. what Marvel Here is. Here you go. This <laughs> is Marvel is but fucking... with Kung Fu. Marvel and a dragon <laughs> and Cthulhu and a big door made out of dragon scales that fucking Wenwu has to punch until it, he gets his wife back. It fucking sounds a bit hell. stereotypical. I don't know He's... whether that's like something that has, you know, is a thing, but it sounds a bit and like the... it. Like, oh, yeah. they're Asian. It must have dragons and shit in it. Fucking yeah, yeah, exactly. And the rings, the fucking ten rings of whatever the fuck are boring as shit. They just it's like Black Panther. It's like the Black Panther suit without the with but like he's immortal if he has the rings. Like what do these rings do? They just like you wear them on your arms and you can punch really hard. Oh great. How fucking <laughs> really? boring. I felt this film was that's all they do. Really similar to Black Panther, especially tonally. They just like felt way, way too similar to me. It's like they were kind of like trying to copy the formula f- of that movie because it was like so beloved and so big. I haven't even seen yeah. that one, so I can't comment again. I mean, for what it's worth, I like this slightly more than Black Panther. That's probably because it actually follows the hero for most of it, whereas like Black Panther kind of doesn't. <laughs> yeah. What did you but think then, like, about the hero? Is the... like, kind of. Uh, I was gonna say, what right. did you think about? The side characters in this movie. I could see what one note, characters? and I can't wait for you to bring it up. Aquafina, um, <laughs> fucking Aquafina, suck. Yeah, I hate you say her Aquafina. in this movie. <laughs> like, name. Like it looks like it's it's written like Aquafina. I think. Is it? I don't know. That's what it, no, that's that's I'm what it looks her. like. I don't know how to down. pronounce her. No, no, like, you know how but you she was awkward. boring. She sucked. Yeah. she was like she the was comic awkward. relief character, and it's like, oh, I've got, who she played by. Did it matter? Aquafina. What? Yeah. She was played by Aquafina and her name was Katie. That's the actual. So, oh, sorry. Oh my God. Apologies. Fact yeah, sake. she's like 
uh, Shang-Chi's best friend and he's like, I've got to go to China. She's like, not without me. Even though, like, he lives in, like, a garage or, like, and they're, like, I don't know, like, they're, like, valet drivers. So, like, they can just go to China, I guess. Whatever. That's, that's nothing. <laughs> they do that all the time in fucking Marvel. And then, it, like, she's just so boring and then like she'll do like a quippy joke every so often everyone's like wow iconic it's so boring there's a part where like they go to this other world where like shang chi's mother came from and like they they like go through a bush and like they're in this different place that nobody knows exists which is like wakanda but like in china i guess and then like they're like my dad is coming, so we have to fight. And then, like, <laughs> they're like, oh, okay, well, we're going to have to train you for two hours. And then, like, Shang-Chi is doing, like, some shit with, like, a, the airbenders because they can airbend. And then, like, even though it makes no sense. And then Orkafina's like, I can't do anything. I'm just a psychic. And then, like, someone's like, oh, You'd be surprised. Everyone could do something. So he like hands her a bow and arrow, and then like over the course of this shitty fucking montage, she becomes really good at bow and arrow. For some, even though it takes years to master bow and arrow, she's just epic at it now. Fucking hell. Yeah, and all of the comedy in this movie is so cringy. I think it's genuinely the worst comedy in any Marvel movie. And that's pretty impressive considering the fact that Black Panther had a what are those joke in it. No, it <laughs> yeah. didn't. Oh yeah, my yeah, god. I, just well, it. Um, I honestly don't remember the comedy. <laughs> it's that's so I don't line, remember <laughs> I just anytime someone made a joke, mostly Aquafina, I just like mm. died inside. Was it like yeah. you know that internal cringe where you like go, Ugh. Yeah. Was it like that? Okay. And um What's it? Ben Kingsley comes back to reprise his character in Iron Man 3 and yeah. he makes loads of jokes. And some of them I thought, eh, they're all right. There's probably one or two yeah, times I ben chuckled Kingsley, a bit. Though. But like, he's just it was, a yeah, actor. it was more to do from like the way he performed it and the way he delivered his lines yeah. than the actual like jokes. Because most of the jokes were like really obvious punchlines. Okay, yeah. so this comic They used him so flippantly though, so flagrantly. They're like, Oh, he Ben Kingsley's back. We gotta use him to get to the other place. So I, he's got this. It's like, just it's just plot points, isn't it? They, it's he's just got an animal who can tell them sake. where to go, lead them through a maze of bamboo, and then like after that, he's like, all right, and you don't really hear from him ever again. Yeah, he just like shows up every once in a while, plays dead at one yeah, point. Yeah, remember That's me? About it. Yeah, so boring. Oh, for crying out loud, what are you doing? <sighs> he's, he's like the best actor there why'd yeah. you do that to him <laughs> this also it. had the issue that a lot of uh, Marvel's films that are set in other cultures and like countries have where like a little bit of it they'll speak in the native language of where it's set and then the rest of it they speak in English like the first mm-hmm. 10 minutes they all speak in Chinese and I was like Oh, okay. They're like actually going to rectify that issue, and they're going to speak Chinese like any time they're in China, and then just after that they speak English for the rest of the film. Do you know what? I'll tell you why. Right? Do you remember when Parasite came out, and the amount of people that were complaining about, oh, 
I want to watch this Korean movie in English, please. So everyone's like, oh, I'm not going to sit there and read subtitles about a Marvel movie. Why should I watch a Marvel movie in a different language? I don't know. People just... Ugh. I think it's just pandering well, to the people because the people are like, I don't really want to read in subtitles. People don't want to read because like, you have to turn on a different part of your brain to do that and they just want to yeah, like, sit just... there and just like watch it passively. I get yeah. that if you're just like looking for like a passive experience. Yeah, but it's but not like, difficult to read, you know? Like it, it, if it's it a also, different culture, just fucking read. Unless you're a child who can't read. Alright, that's different, but yeah. what uh, just But I don't know. They don't care. For, they like, won't babies. care enough, will they? Yeah. It's for babies. <laughs> I don't think it's for babies. Like, come on. But it's like <laughs> it also just makes no sense that they'd be speaking English when like everyone they're having a conversation with can speak like Mandarin. It's just yeah, like it's. I mean, obviously, I've, I know I haven't even seen it, but stuff like that really annoys me. Like when you're in a place of like a certain language, and you know that you, English English is not going to be a predominant language. So just keep up with it. If you're going to start it in Chinese, carry it on. Yeah, Why it makes bother? no sense. Yeah, um, I've got one other really big issue with the movie, and that's Ooh. how terrible the CGI is. Like, I yeah. was actually, like, shocked how bad this film Is it really looked. bad? Oh, I haven't seen it any looks, of it. It looks like something that you'd expect in, like, a film from, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Like, it's so dated and cheap looking. Like, you see, like, there's loads of shots of water and it looks like gel or something. It doesn't look like water. Does it look it as so bad, bad as Zac Efron looking at himself in the reflection High School Musical 2? No, but that's epic. Yeah, but did it look that sort of, yeah. like... It was that sort of texture, like doesn't look like water <laughs> looks like that. someone's like accidentally put some like sanitized gel in there. what okay what's yeah cold? it looks like shit yeah <laughs> it looks so bad like what are they thinking come might on look up some clips you know well i get it <laughs> they don't they don't pay these effects artists enough clearly like, not come on yeah and i get it was like made during a pandemic so like obviously a lot of the people are probably going to be working from home, um, so they're not going to be able to get like the, the equipment and so the like equipment software, and the yeah. results that you'd expect from mm. it. But like, surely you just like take a bit of extra time to make it look good. Yeah, because the pandemic's mm. quote unquote sort of over. Like they could have gone over some things, like that. You know, have the finished yeah, well, film, but just change things that they need to change. You think? Bother? Yeah, bother? true. They've already bother? made their money. They're okay. There's one thing I will say <laughs> is that there's actually blood in this movie, which I appreciated. There's like a part in like Black Panther where someone gets their throat cut. There's no blood at all. What are they oh, thinking? Oh, I thought you were going to say like, like real blood. I was like, what? No, no. <laughs> but like they actually, yeah, it's like show blood. Okay. There was enough blood. I appreciated that. Mm. <laughs> but oh, there was one part. Well, I actually like laughed out loud, like almost because like if I wasn't like hanging from like the the vaccine. I would have probably found it just a lot more funnier than like it actually just pissing me off. There was like a part where like Shang Chi is like facing off with his dad who has the ten rings, and his dad like punches him directly in the gut, and he like flies across this like vast lake, and he like lands in the lake, and he goes like straight to the bottom. And these are like power rings; they can like they're like murder weapons. Basically, you have these rings, you're on some like powerful stuff, you know. And it's like, he punches him straight in the gut. He flies. He literally flies across the air. Slams into the sea. 
this like lake and he goes underwater and then like we're supposed to believe that he's dead or something i guess and then like his dad like goes over to the dragon store dragon door and starts punching it and then like a few minutes later <laughs> you just like see shang chi underwater and then like he wakes up and then like a dragon comes out of the water and breathes bubbles into him so he's just and he comes out and he's fine but it's like Breathes bubbles into it. Like Shang Chi is just a dude. He's just a guy <laughs> who knows like martial arts. How do oh, he's his not bones should be okay, shattered? His yeah. bones should be shattered, and his organs should be exploded, and then he should have <laughs> drowned. Like, like there's so much that should have killed him there. But like a dragon just blows bubbles into him, and he like breathes <laughs> it in, and he's like, oh, I'm I'm all right then. Fucking hell! Fuck off! What the fuck? That pissed me off. Oh god. I don't, I don't get that at all. <laughs> Ratings. Yeah, do it. Why could these people airbend? Because they have the magical powers. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I hate this movie. I really so do not anguish. like this movie. I don't like it at all. It waste what a waste of time. And then like I was like invited by my sister like the other day like oh yeah me and dad and uh my brother were going out to the cinema to see shang chi you want to come i was like i really don't i really <laughs> do not want to see that movie again i just couldn't yeah. do it not even to like get a bit more of like a solid fit gauge on like how i feel i just don't like it at all really and like it's it's like I do kind of understand why people like it, but at the same time, it's like, like, like come on. Like, I, I understand how tried. people could like it, but I don't understand how people could love it as much as they do. I understand how people could like it, because it's Asian representation. And they don't need to look Yeah, but is that really the that. only reason? Yeah. Why, why not? Like, it's I, a, I haven't seen it's it, a you fine, It's a fine, maybe it's like a fine movie, but like, because it's like, they're doing it with like an Asian guy now, like it's it's heightened and it's better. And like Marvel's never done this before, but they have. It's just that they've done it with a like white guy and a black guy and a black guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boring ratings. <laughs> Should we rate out of rings? Rings. Do out of what? Yeah. Rings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The rings of just... Sonic. <laughs> They do actually look like Sonic rings. Yeah. Well, like from the film? No, just general, oh, just general. from Sonic. Okay. Sonic rings, like they're golden rings. Yeah, Amazing. this film is not good. It's one of my least favourite Marvel movies. I'll never watch it again. Um, and I barely remember it, to be honest. Like, talking about mm. it and this like brought back almost like repressed memories where I'd like forgotten them and now having to relive all that. Um, yeah, four rings out of ten. Four rings out of ten sucked. I thought he was going because he was like four, generous four. (laughs) No, there were points where I was like, maybe it's a five, but it's not. (laughs) All right, that's that. It's my rant over. I never have to think about that again. Yeah. Okay. God. Now to get to the marathon, an hour into the episode, we're not even talking about. Haven't even talked about one of them yet. Now we've watched the <sighs> Nightmare fair. on Elm Street movies. Shouldn't take long. We've watched the first three. We did. We did Ten. indeed. Out of 
Seven. Um, technically, there's seven, but then you've also got like Freddy versus Jason and the um, 2009 remake as well. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, first film. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. So because I I like know the series like off the like the back of my hand, I know it super super well because it's like the first thing I ever reviewed on my YouTube channel. It's like the reason why I make film reviews because of this series. Um, so I'm going to be the person who's going to read out the plots for all three of them because the other two people seem to struggle really knowing what the other two are about. So the first film, Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984, directed by Wes Craven. It's about basically there's a group of teenagers in this small town who are mysteriously dying um the one of the main girls nancy thompson um basically is having these dreams of this ex-child killer um fred krueger who's chasing her in her dreams and causing her friends to die in the dreams so she has to at first she decides she's gonna try and find a way to avoid sleeping and then she decides you know what i'm gonna take him out of the dreams and defeat him what cool. do we all think about the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie? I like the first one. First one's awesome. I I actually first saw it um, last year with Connor at the cinema. So ah. that was like a really great experience to be able to see. It's obviously an iconic movie. Uh, so I was very glad to see it for the first time in the cinema. Um, and my love for it has only grown, honestly. I've watched it like three times now. Yeah, I love it. I think it's fantastic. I understand why it's iconic. I really like Wes Craven as a director. Yeah, he's a great director. Um, yeah, this is one of my favourite movies. I think I first watched it when I was like 12, which is definitely too young to be watching this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I remember Maybe. I just loved it um, straight away. I thought it was just a really interesting, creative horror movie. And every time I watch it, I just enjoy it even more. It's just so much fun. It's like really creepy as well, but it like knows... It just wants to be, just like Malignant, it knows when to when to take itself seriously and when not to take itself seriously. There's a lot of like really silly comedic moments throughout, but then there's a lot of like really eerie, creepy and atmospheric moments throughout as well. Yeah. Well, Wes Craven's just the master. It was super exactly cheesy. <laughs> I remember oh, yeah. the first time I watched it was with you, to be fair. I think I only watched it about three or four months ago, I think, when I first moved here. You were like, oh, let's watch the Nightmare on Elm Street I think it was films. Before that. I think it was like last year, maybe. Oh, I thought it wasn't that long ago, to be honest. I think it was um, last October, because I remember I watched um, the second and third one like a week or two after. Yeah, because I remember watching this one, and then I said, oh my God, there's seven of these. I'm not sure I want to watch all seven. <laughs> and now I'm halfway there. <laughs> and now you're even more certain you don't want to watch all seven. A hundred percent. However, actually, I really like this film. There are some really cool deaths in it. Oh yeah, this is like, like some of them are just got some cool. of like the, the best deaths in any movie. Yeah, it in any really horror movie, creative. I agree. They're really like they're really fun, which is really weird because yeah. you don't expect to hear that from a horror film. But I mean, if I had to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I would pick one of those. Yeah. It sounds like, like yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. You'd like to be sucked into a bed and have like all of your blood flowing. I would have Johnny Depp's death if if that was to be a thing. 
That is straight up one of the best death scenes I've it ever is. seen. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so great. <laughs> he's just like, he gets sucked into the bed, into this hole in the bed. He's like, mama, mama. <laughs> and then he just like gets sucked in and just like a whole wave of blood just like courses upwards and just coats the room. It's insane. It so it's like they're good. shining or something. It was crazy. Yeah, you've also got um, Tina at the beginning, her death, where she's like flying all over the room. And you've got um, Rod like sat on the ground, like with his arm up, screaming her name. And she's like on the ceiling, <laughs> like being thrown around. But can we quickly just talk about how useless that boy was? He was just like, yeah. Tina. Come on, Rod. Tina. Oh, Tina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like sat in the corner as she's like flailing about, like literally being like, just like pulled upwards by like an invisible force. And like, she's been like cut on her stomach with like these invisible razors. He's just like sat in the corner with his arm just like pointed towards Pointing her. her and yeah, like, like, Tina. <laughs> Tina. <laughs> like, like, get up and do I something, was, Rod. Yeah, I thought he was going to try and like wake her up or something, but like, it just never happened. Yeah. yeah. There's great so, I mean, effects come work in that scene, especially. That scene and um, <laughs> um, Johnny Depp. <laughs> Steph, where like the blood flies on the ceiling, so is done cool. the exact same way by like building this rotating room. Um, so you had Tina, she was like obviously the entire room was rotating and she was like on the ceiling and it was like moving her around. Well, you had Rod strapped in, so he was like hanging upside down mm. at one point. And wow. um, Johnny Depp's death, obviously, they pulled him into the bed and then they just rotate, they put um, blood underneath the room and then rotated the room so the blood oh, so like the blood just pulled all poured out that was one of those things where they could only do that once like yeah. if it didn't come out yeah. good or if it looked shit then they were fucked they didn't have the budget oh. to redo that it was so good like i think i've actually do you know what when i think about like film deaths ever since seeing it the first time i think about that a lot yeah it's so it's really creative weird. and that was like a it's like a still like a very unique thing in a horror movie at this time like mm. slasher movies were like really big but they were like very simple the deaths like maybe sometime you get like a cool looking death but for the most part it's just like someone using like a knife or something this was like yeah. the first time you got these like really elaborate effects pieces and because of that it kind of just like killed the slasher genre yeah, I can't really think of like a single uh, horror film, like off the top of my head, that actually does yeah. something like really cool like that when they're <laughs> killing people. Wes Craven killed horror. <laughs> yeah, Wes he Craven killed the killed slasher, slasher genre. genre. <laughs> he did it too well. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like the slasher genre was like already in this place where people were getting sick of it. So you got mm. like the same year you had Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter, and you had this. Um, like people mm. considered they were basically like the nail in the coffin yeah because after that all the like horror movies were kind of trying to jump on the same um wagon as this and like use like special effects and like mm -hmm. creative um gore sequences um instead of just like simple kills and stuff and because of that obviously slasher wasn't a thing for like 15 years till west craven actually brought it back with scream Hell yeah, he did. Yeah, not even mad. But on a real note, imagine having sex with someone called Rod. <laughs> Come on. I don't know how... I, uh, or Glenn. Uh, right, Gl uh. 
Stop it. Or Tina, actually. I think Tina's a horrible name as well. (laughs) Imagine screaming these names. (laughs) Yeah, like that scene where they're like, Tina, I was like, make it go away. (laughs) Stop it. Bring about repressed memories, Max, and I'm not a fan. (laughs) I love the opening of the movie, which has like this really great title sequence where it's like loads of different shots of like Freddy Krueger, like building his like his like hand and stuff like mm. his glove and it's like in small boxes on the screen with text popping up and you've got like the sounds of machinery and steam work going on while Tina's like walking through the steam room I think it's like a really great eerie introduction to the movie yeah it was like an iconic character design and especially yeah. the, the claw it's the just claw. iconic even like if you haven't seen the movie you know about these things yeah. for sure as they are so is, ubiquitous in culture. Yeah, Freddy Krueger is like easily my favourite horror villain. Like the character design is just so great, and I think Robert England plays him really, really well. Mm, he's creepy as shit, mm. and it works. <laughs> really yeah, he's well. got like this like really sick, sadistic sense of humour, which I think just makes him mm. not only entertaining to watch, but like constantly terrifying in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to fuck with him. He's a great I actor, think, you know. Great, yeah. um, in you know, the Prince and the Surfer did <laughs> a great job in that. He just brings a lot to the table, I think. Even like yeah. in the, <laughs> like the 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 movies that are not so good, he at least brings his A game. Yeah, I also just think like the basic idea of him, how he like stalks people in their dreams, like the place where you think you're like the safest and the place where you can't really escape. I think that's like such a really like it's a great like high concept idea but it's really really creepy and terrifying yeah i hate that i hate the thought of that especially because you can't not sleep yeah exactly (laughs) it's like they um, try they do yeah wes craven came up with the idea like based off like a series of articles in the la times where like it was like over a three-year period a group of southeast asian refugees like in a tribe like died in their sleep and they all thought that there was something like haunting them in their sleep and like haunting their nightmares and killing them Ah, so it's like kind of based on a true story it's a cool concept but i mean oh god that is horrifying (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about you guys but i kind of didn't care when people died though as much as i liked the deaths and i do kind of like the characters honestly but like the when they died i just didn't really care like at all because this, this is happening to like a bunch of rich kids. Who cares? <laughs> living me, like suburban it, it, America. You know, everything laid right. out for them. They They're just not struggle. relatable, are this they, is like really? the, This is like the only struggle they've ever been through in their life. Like, fine, kill them. I don't care. I was just looking more forward to like the kills rather than like, I don't know. I just, they're all right, but I don't really care about them. Why should I? Yeah. Yeah, I do think um, they flesh out the characters more in this film than most slasher movies. Yeah. Like you look at like the Friday the thirteenth movies where the characters like have no personalities at all. <laughs> Literally like looking at pieces of cardboard on the screen who eventually get killed. Yeah, but isn't that like the kind of thing that they kind of go for? They're like, Oh, why give them personality? You're only gonna kill them off anyway. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like they try and go the mm. opposite route. I don't think it completely works, but I do think they they try and make the characters a little bit more interesting. And I appreciate the fact that the film isn't just like 
death after death after death it uses like she uses like tension and character building as more of um more of the basis of the film so when you do see a death they can be more creative with it and they can like it really feels impactful as well that's what they were cool and just to care a bit i do like nancy uh who plays nancy um heather langenkamp yeah she was really good she plays like this is really like headstrong girl who's like knows exactly what she wants she knows how to get it and like, this shit's happening to her she's like well I'm not gonna take this she recruits Johnny Depp old Glenn like don't yeah. fall asleep Glenn you gotta you wake me up head. if I start having a nightmare <laughs> and Glenn is just this unreliable fucking bitch he's like oh, okay I won't fall asleep what does he do he falls asleep every all the time he's falling asleep there's Glenn what's up with him <laughs> I'm glad he died <laughs> Yeah, we didn't really like bring up the fact that um, obviously Johnny Depp's in this movie is his like first film as well. Yeah, he's good. He's good yeah. as Glenn, or as he's good decent. as the he he's allowed to be. But uh, I still, I still didn't really care about his character all that much. No, <laughs> I thought um, I think the film it had a low budget, and I think it uses it really creatively. Like some effect work does look a little bit rough like of course the the shot right at the end um with um nancy's mum being pulled through the window and the door that looks really <laughs> awful it oh, does. i, don't know, man. I think amazing, it looks though. really good oh, it's so funny <laughs> you also got like the bit where freddy's like walking um like in an alleyway and he's got these like really long arms that also doesn't look amazing Oh, what? Cr- I thought that looked so cool. It's so I funny. I think it's really cool, but I don't think it looks great. But I think most of the effects are really great and like really yeah. well executed. Like the rotating rooms, like there's a latex wall at one point, like where you've got oh, yeah. Freddy. Nancy's asleep and like Freddy's like pushing against this wall made of latex. It looks so cool. That looks awesome. Yeah. I do like that Freddy Krueger is just this dude, though. He's just a guy. With like a claw for a hand, <laughs> like he he could be taken on. He's like punished around. He's like he can't kill like this fifteen year old girl. <laughs> yeah, this is very funny uh, when he just like gets tackled to the ground. But like he's still like this unstoppable guy apparently. <laughs> and then like at the, like towards the end, I do like that she like kind of home alones him. She's like setting up traps in her house. To like yeah, it's really trip him funny. up and bring him out of the dream. Yeah, she has like a it's like a sledgehammer, pretty much like yeah, oh, on the contraption. Yeah. So he like opens his door and it just falls down on him. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was it was like watching Home Alone. <laughs> it was like that scene where she gets like dragged under the water in the bath. She's like taking a bath and then like there's obviously that like iconic shot of like it's like the claw coming up from between her legs. She just gets dragged down. It's like into like the sunken place, and just like just keeps going down. There's like this bottomless uh, bath. Bottomless tub. bath, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it looks sick. Oh, it looks. It, does, it does look, look really good. Great. I think there's a lot of like really iconic like shots and scenes that just like really stick with you. Like um, the scene where she like falls asleep at school, and you see like Tina show up in a body bag being dragged oh, along the ground. Yeah, what the That's fuck? So creepy. And then when she, like, shows up again later on, she's got, like, maggots, like, 
and stuff like around her and like a cockroach comes out of her mouth it's like so weird <laughs> no that's like a millipede yeah it's it was like a millipede somebody yeah, had to like, like a... have a millipede in their mouth in their mouth <laughs> yeah. no mad props <laughs> yeah yeah fair fucks but no nah. the mother was great too she was like just yeah, over the top geezer like, <laughs> it's really crazy like protective like pretty much insane person she yeah. is Drinking all the time, hiding vodka in different places. Like, like uh, I had, like, hid the vodka, in the, <laughs> vodka under the towels. The... <laughs> uh, That's what yeah. I was thinking in the airing cupboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really Originally, um, the reason why she was supposed to be that, like that, it was like a deleted scene that was supposed to be in the film, but they ended up taking it out. In the scene where, like, um, she's explaining the story of Freddy Krueger, she says about how um, Nancy originally had like a younger sibling who was killed by him. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that kind of explains why she's like super protective like that. I thought it was just because she killed a guy. And that yeah, probably sure take that a toll on help. you. I love that. That probably doesn't help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hmm. And then she like puts bars on the window. Like, wow, she's. Yeah, it looks like a, a fucking mental house, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, but you were lying. She was lying to her the whole time. You've been lying to Nancy the whole time. Oh, it's just a nightmare. Oh, go back to sleep. You'll feel better when you have some sleep. It's like, you knew this was happening, though. <laughs> so how, what do you mean? You don't believe her. It's just a nightmare. You know it's not a nightmare. What are you doing? Yeah. I love um, the score um, composed by Charles Bernstein. It's like one of my favourite horror scores. It's so iconic, and there's like so many great motifs, like the, that main theme, like there's the two piano notes. It's just so, so good. Yeah, really effective use of uh, music. You don't make them like that anymore, honestly. It's like, it's so boring listening to like horror movie music nowadays. But I actually went like an ex- the extra mile with this one, I feel. It is iconic. It's very yeah. samey, isn't it, at the moment? I wish like more horror movies and just like more f- movies in general like had their own like distinctive themes that are like really memorable and catchy it's like you hear that yeah. and you like instantly know what film it's from but i feel like you don't really get that anymore don't it's a shame i honestly can't remember the last horror movie that had like a distinct theme really certainly yeah. not in like the 23rd century to be fair the last like film i can really think of that has its own like really distinct memorable themes probably avengers that was a good horror movie yeah yeah I just meant film generally <laughs> I didn't it's a good horror movie <laughs> it was scary like when um, oh she goes to like the doctor and like she's like oh, I'm having the bad dreams doc hook me up to the to the the, the dream machine the dream and then, machine like, <laughs> and like she like she's like asleep and then like the the, the like the the levels go like all skewy and like she's like having like a like a panic attack and like starts choking. And I was like just sat there like, ah, huh. oh, I don't know what's happening. This never happens. I like, go and get her, you fool. <laughs> what are you doing? Like ah, oh, all Maybe in the name of science. Yeah, he's just interested. She could be dying. <laughs> there's um there's a scene in the film that um where you see Nancy watching Evil Dead. Um, there's like a, there was like an ongoing thing between Sam Raimi and Wes Craven where they'd like reference each other's films in their own 
films. Started in the first Evil Dead film where you see like the poster for Hills Have Eyes on the wall. Um, yeah. And then you see Nancy watching Evil Dead in this. And then in Evil Dead 2, um, you see Freddy's glove like over a door or something. And it's yeah. like a glove that was actually stolen from the set of the third movie. It just went missing one day oh. and then it appeared in this film. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Yeah. Do you like, like, how, how long is it that she like hasn't slept for? She's like trying to stay awake this whole time. And like a week goes by. But she just, she just seems fine. She's you know, a little tired. Nothing like coffee won't cure. But it's just like, Talking to Glenn on the phone, she's like, Ugh. Well, Glenn, you know what? I might fall asleep tonight, but Bloody you gotta come Glenn. and wake me up. It's like, you should be like, like not even able to talk. Like, Jesus. Yeah. A week well, without sleep, it would kill you. <laughs> well, at that point, she's like, the lines between what's like reality and a dream is like super, super thin. You don't really know whether she's like sleeping or awake. She's like, seeing things and like hearing like freddy krueger's voice like like appear like how um she gets a phone call on her phone and it like turns into his tongue and like, <laughs> yeah, all these was... things where you think she's supposed to be awake and i feel like just the last like 20 minutes you don't really know what is actually happening or what is a dream which i find like really disorienting and like confusing quite a creepy way yeah i like that a lot though like the ending to the movie is like pretty like you don't really know what's what's real and what's not. I don't really know yeah. what happened at the end. It's quite open ended. It's quite ambiguous. Uh, <laughs> did like the mannequin going through the window? And that's hilarious. So, but like, <laughs> what's even the resolution to this movie? I don't know. I don't really yeah. know how it ends. But I like that a lot. I like how you can kind of just think about it. You know, you're like, oh, maybe this happened. Maybe this happened. Uh, there's something that the the second movie takes away from you but on its own i think this is a really good end to a movie yeah i know where's craven car and everyone's alive you're like why are they alive and then the the car thing the roof comes down they're like no and they drive off oh we're being taken away by the car and then the mum gets dragged in she's a mannequin oh it's so funny it's so good yeah I know Wes Craven originally wanted the film to have a happy ending, but New Line Cinema wouldn't let it happen because they saw like potential for a franchise. Yeah, well, it's a good ending. I appreciate it. It's a good ending. Yeah, the mother would be interested. Like, Batshit though. Like, yeah, just this like charred body sinking into like a void in the bed, and then you're like, oh, "Wait a minute, what was it? Oh, it's just a dream though. That's fine because like the mum shows up again, and you're like." Oh. But was it a dream? Yeah, it was great. Do you have anything else to add to this movie? Um, some parts are a little slow. I think it's like an hour and a half. But like, this is like some parts. I just feel like just people talking is not particularly yeah. interesting. You know, uh, it's like it kind of helps a bit. A lot of the acting is just super over the top and silly, and like it is carried yeah, by like that main performance. I really like her a lot. Um. But yeah, I think it's solid. It's one of like the best slashes, definitely. And see why I kind of killed it. <laughs> killed the genre. Yeah. It's just too good. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Should we jump into ratings then? Jump in. Yep. 
Should we write this out of rods? Mm-hmm. Write it out of rods. <laughs> yeah, this is one of my favorite movies. I think it's just a lot of fun. It's a film that uh, means a lot to me personally. It's a film that I feel like I can just watch it over and over and over again and never get bored of it. I can't count how many times I've watched it. It's just kind of like my go-to horror movie if I'm in the mood for something that's entertaining and kind of spooky as well. Um, so I'm going to give it nine rods out of ten. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those endlessly rewatchable movies. I, I understand why it's um, so revered. Uh, I really like it. I love it. Um, it's not sentiment I share for any of these other movies, but um, this one, yeah, you understand why they made more, obviously, because it's just so, it just probably just pulled a lot of people in, I think. Um, who wouldn't want more Nightmare on Elm Street movies? Who wouldn't want more Robert England as Freddy Krueger if they were good movies? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but we'll see. Are they good movies? Who knows yet? We'll mm. see. Um, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> uh, probably give it like a like eight rods out of ten. I think I'm I'm set. I'm set with that for now. I think eight rods. It has gone up since my first watch as well. Nice. Just keep. Keeps going up, I think. Um, I, I actually kind of see where Max is coming from because, like, if you'd watched the uh, first film, you would have thought, actually, yeah, maybe I do want to see some more of these because, like, I don't know, like, I'd want to see some like more cool, like, deaths and you know the story of Freddy and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, you slowly learn that it's uh, <laughs> it's not as good as it seems. But um, yeah, I'll give this one like a seven. <gasps> Rats. Out of term. Yeah, nice. And there we go. Now on to the best one in the series. Fuck off. Um, the second movie, um, which is kind of considered to be the black sheep of the franchise, um, just because of how different it is, is um, from 1985, directed by Jack Shoulder, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge. Um, this is a film about a kid called Jesse. He moves into the house from the first movie like five years after it happened. Um, and he starts having nightmares about Freddy Krueger, except this time Freddy wants to take over his body <laughs> to cause havoc in the real world and kill people in real life. But at the same time, the boy is in love, I guess. Wait, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like in love oh, with, love with that, uh, Lisa. Lisa. Or oh, whatever um, the guy at the same time, because right. like the film like is very clearly about him being secretly gay. Oh yeah, no, I've had loads of people complain about this movie because they think that it's really homophobic, and I just remembered w- uh, why you said that, and I was like, what? <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah. Forgetting the he fact has that this film a is Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. Yeah. Two. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, just forgetting that this was meant to be a home of... Oh, God. The, oh, Freddy no. indeed does get his revenge. On uh, who? Uh, no, um, yeah. Us. Who, <laughs> yeah, us, because we had to fucking watch it. That is he a got damn his revenge truth. on me. Yeah, mate. I mean... He wants to make me suffer. And I, suffer I did. I feel like he could have oh just killed God. 
Did you feel that? Like this movie was so me, boring. Been better. Yeah, it was. I did shit. not like it at all. I don't think it's good. Um, <laughs> I was just really not having a good time with it. I don't really care about it. I don't care. Yeah, what's you happening. can. Do you know what? Whenever uh, I watch a film boring. with you guys now, I can tell when you guys are really not enjoying it, especially Max, because he'll just sort of sit there with that look of just. I could be doing anything in the world that isn't this. Yeah, I was enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. you were, but me and Max were like, <laughs> fucking kill me. Mate, you're on your phone, I swear to God. Did you like yeah, that film? a lot of it is really boring. Yes. I don't like it at all. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They like basically <laughs> tell us what happened at the end of the last movie. Yeah. And like they're like, oh, now someone else is in this house. Oh, oh thanks. It was like, I, I really like the ending of that movie now, I just, because I didn't understand or know exactly what happened. It was weird. Yeah, they have to like, explain oh, it. Oh, the weird. mother w- died and the daughter went crazy. Like, oh, fuck you. You asshole. They're like, look, I found Nancy's j- diary. Oh, fucking hell. Don't read it. Don't tell us everything that happened. I'm going to read it. I'm going to tell you everything that happened. Oh, Oh, I wish you wouldn't. Oh my god, her this diary is like, it's like on a shelf in this room that's like in this house that's been sold. Like surely the yeah. people who sold the room and like cleared all the things out would have like noticed that there's a diary not hidden at all. No, they couldn't. Yeah, it's like just on, on the top shelf. shelf. It's just like it's a top shelf. They like didn't have a step ladder. Yeah, and it didn't like fall down or anything. It's just weird. How do you think? So yeah, yeah, I don't in. I do enjoy this movie, but for all the wrong reasons, I think this film is just really, really bad. And I just... Well, you like it because it's bad. I like it because it's bad. (laughs) I think it's just really stupid and hilarious. I like the fact that they're kind of trying to go for something different, but it's like so nonsensical and batshit and nothing makes any sense at all. Like the fact that Freddy can now come into the real world for some reason because he's like taken over this kid. It literally makes no sense and goes against all of the rules of the first movie. But it's so stupid that I just like, I find it really funny. Yeah, I'll agree with you that it's stupid and it makes no sense. That's it though. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think there's, I haven't, I just don't know what to say about this. Just shit. It's also like trying to mirror the first movie, which mm. I didn't appreciate. It's not really trying to be its own thing. It's still got like, yeah, it takes place in the same house. There's the same kid who goes to the same school. There's a freak out in the classroom, just like the first movie. Oh, great. But this time he's like teaming up with Freddy. He's like, I'm uh, no, I don't want to do this, Freddy. Don't make me do this. Freddy's like, I'm going to make you do it. Like, no, please, I don't want to kill people. Like, I'm going to make you kill people. Oh, fuck, you know, it's so boring. It's so boring. He, like, goes to his friend's room. He's like, uh, it's, I'm, it's, I feel bad, man. I feel bad. His friend's like, sleep in my room, man. It's okay. It's very homoerotic. And then he's it was like, the entire bit. film is. <laughs> yeah, it's really. <laughs> yeah, it was quite to the entire time. I'm like, wow. He's like in, in his friend's room. He's like, the change is upon me. It's happening. <laughs> and like starts to, like the, the claws come out so of his dramatic. fingers. And he's like, oh, <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> like, oh, give me a break. 
That was, yeah. that was funny as fuck. The um the person who wrote the script supposedly he wanted the film to be all about um kind of like a metaphor for closeted homophobia and like being closeted gay. Um and like Freddie is Ooh. like meant to represent like his gayness trying to come out and how because of the time that they were living in and how like <sighs> being gay was kind of considered a bad thing, how it like basically just like kills him and like ruins like his entire life and like destroys everyone around him right now let me tell you when i say that sounds like a fucking stretch that is a stretch (laughs) that's i mean it's kind of an overt metaphor if it was going for like a metaphor you know yeah it's clearly like it's so like gay yeah it's it's so obvious that's what you're going for. You may as well. Is it even a metaphor it, at that you know? point? Yeah, like <laughs> it's just staring at the know. face. Yeah, there's like so many like weird homoerotic moments. Like um, the entire relationship between Gr- Jesse and his friend Grady. Like the first time they like spend time together, they like tackle each other, and he like pulls one of her trousers down. And you like see his bare ass. <laughs> Like there's a bit where Jesse can't sleep because it's like so hot in his room, and he goes to like a gay S and M club for yeah, some reason, right, now the, right, and his now gym that's... teacher's there, and like right. his gym teacher like grabs his arm and makes him go to school and run laps right, for no reason. Yeah, what the fuck was just, up with that? It's I like just... like the middle of the night. He's like, oh, "That's it. You're coming with me. We're going to school. Like you just... don't have jurisdiction here, mate. Why are you doing this? This is like illegal." I don't even know what to say about And then, about like, just... the gym teacher gets killed because he has, like, all his clothes ripped off and he's pulled in the showers and, like, a towel whips That's his spe- ass oh my for God. no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so stupid. I, I got, I got nothing. I actually have death. Literally, it, like, his pink ass was like... <laughs> Spicy. This film was just fucking ridiculous. You know, like that part where, like, uh, what's his face does a sexy dance in his room alone. Yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Jesse, you mean? <laughs> Jesse does a sexy <laughs> dance yeah, in his room. Like just to like the cheesiest pop an song erotic I've dance ever heard. in his room. I'm like, you know, it'll be like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. He like his dad like tells him to unpack and like he just throws all his clothes in his drawer and he goes, How'd you like that, Dad? <laughs> it's like yeah. shit. I, uh, I love it. <laughs> I just have nothing to say anymore. So it's like closing the drawers with his ass, like bouncing against it. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. just, but like, the, the thing the thing is though, like if it wasn't attached to Nightmare on Elm Street, like who gives a fuck? Literally, yeah. it, if it has almost nothing to do with it, but like Freddy Krueger's in it for like four seven fucking seconds. He's seven. in it for seven minutes. Seven minutes. It's not, it's not related. It's just like, oh, Freddy Krueger is my game in a man yeah the thing is like <laughs> freddy krueger was only in the first film for nine minutes um but i think that film like just uses it effectively whereas this film yeah i felt like he was in like, it longer it really drags it's like just like so little actually going on it's just shit and it's a shame because i actually they redesigned freddy slightly in this movie and i think he actually looks cooler like the um, person who did all the makeup effects looked at real life pictures of burn victims and kind of wanted to recapture like, the really like slimy, gross, like wrinkly look that they have. And I think it actually looks really great. 
Just like a bit. Do you bit. know what? Just uh, apologies to like any burn victims yeah, I was here. Say. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Like, you're slimy. You're gross. <laughs> you're horrible. <laughs> but like, um, there's a bit that I really actually like. Um, it's like the first time you properly see Freddy, where he's like taunting Jesse, and he's like, "You've got the body. I've got the brains," and he just like rips off the top of his head and like shows his like pulsating brain. I thought you were gonna I say something so like, cool. "It gets even gayer." He's like, "You've got the body. I've got the brains." Yeah. Like rips his shirt it, open. It only gets gayer from there. <laughs> That poor, he's like, he's inside me and he wants to take me again. That was the funniest thing. <laughs> and then I've, Grady's <laughs> like, um, the person that's in wants to get inside you is like back at the beach house, like talking about the girl. He's like, and you're here trying to sleep with me. Yeah. I mean, he's and a power bisexual, Grady. clearly. It murders him with his funny as fuck. His finger claws. Claw hands. And then he, <laughs> he like awakens and he's like, oh, oh, he's like sobbing. And he, it was really funny when like he was just like sobbing and then like crawling out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like no sense of urgency as he just like slowly walks to the window and climbs out. Yes, but no, like, the police are trying to break down the door and he's just like, I'm leaving. I'm. <laughs> As much what as I kind of agree with you, Chris, where like Freddie looks better in this, I also I don't think they show him as well as in the first movie. Like, no. they don't know how to show him effectively with like lighting and blocking. No, totally. Like, Wes Craven did that so well in the first movie. Here he's just like at a pool party, he's standing there. <laughs> oh, that's not scary. That's, no, it wasn't. He's just a dude. It's just Great. funny. <laughs> what do we all think about the bird scene? Oh, that was Whoa. when my birdemic thing came in. That was funny as all fuck. You know when the birds get like possessed and one of them kills the other one and the other one's like fucking slicing off like dad's like cheeks and shit. Yeah, flying around the room and then just like and suddenly explodes. explodes into flames. Oh yeah. I forgot all what about that. What was the that. point in there? What actually was the They had point two in that spare scene? budgies and they didn't want to take them home. <laughs> just explode them. It's just I just thought it was really bizarre. It just didn't need to happen. They explode some beer as well, but it's just water, clearly. It's like yeah. clear you can't liquid. waste beer, Max. It's just, <laughs> they've only got a budget of so yay much. Yeah, clearly. But I don't care about it. I don't care about any of this. Like, I don't even no, care like, what's going on in this movie at all. I don't care I don't about any of these people. The acting is dog the shit. <laughs> like, don't. The first movie, at least, like, yeah, the acting was like campy and schlocky, but it was like fun, you know? This is like yeah. just bad. And I don't like it at all. You don't like the fact that Freddy's killed by the power of love? Oh, what? If he was meant to be gay, I don't, I don't really understand how Freddy honest. could be killed by the power. Yeah, like, Unless it's a metaphor for, I'm now going back into the closet again. Oh, wait, was that like when Meryl Streep like, goes to the factory? And, like she, she like yeah, throws like... a grenade at Freddy and he like starts burning or whatever. No, she says, Jesse, I love you. And that's what like, and then he's like, makes uh, 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 love you. him explode and like, start melting. Because <laughs> remember, Jesse... True. No, Jesse's inside of Freddy. What are you talking this. about? He doesn't say, oh, I love you, and then like he, expo- he like c- catches fire. That can't be it. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't remember what happened, but that's not what happened. Come on. Yeah, that's what happened. How did he catch fire? I don't don't know. know. (laughs) He just sets fire and starts melting, and like Jesse comes out of his like (laughs) 
like charred corpse. Wow. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, a lot to mm. think about with that one. It should. That's what's there to think about. But like, he was like sat like a meter away from his like burning body. It's like, oh yeah, just didn't get any like burns. Or, yeah, yeah, no sweat, nothing. It's come on, think about these things, wow. please. Maybe it was in her contract that she couldn't look sweaty. Sweaty. What a stu- I don't know. I would have appreciated That's it. <laughs> yeah, the actress um, who plays um, the character Lisa Kim Myers. She was only hired, apparently, because she looks like Meryl Streep. She does. She fully does. She does. I actually thought she looked familiar. <laughs> she been in anything else? Nope. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Why would Happen. she be when they could just hire Meryl Streep? Because mm, she's cheaper, probably. <laughs> and she wasn't good. <laughs> no, she wasn't brilliant. But then I think in a lot of like horror movies, a lot of people... It shouldn't be the way it is, but a lot of them are not very good. Yeah. This is another case of a film where a bunch of like really famous people like now like auditioned for the role of Jesse in the film. Like Michael J. Fox at one point was like offered the role but he, <gasps> he couldn't do it. He kinda looks like Michael J. He Fox. He couldn't though. do it because they were like he was too busy doing Back to the Future and Teen Wolf. Apparently Brad Pitt and Christian Slater also auditioned for the role. Well, I can't imagine Brad Pitt doing that. That's not really his... Uh... Brad Pitt being attached to this piece of shit. Yeah. I, I think it's good that no one his was... His career a... never yeah. would have taken off. No, probably no. not. Yeah, like that guy who played Jesse, has he been in anything else? Nope. Oh, there you go. <laughs> he has then. his own documentary all about him and this movie called Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. Mate, I thought it was going to be like... Wow. I f- it's like a film all about like him and that movie and about like the homoerotic and gay themes of the film. Yeah, is he gay? Yeah. Oh, okay. He like viewed the film as being about um someone like a closeted gay man. That was how he played the character. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't think we have anything else to add to this I, movie. I've no, never had this movie. To say. I wanna never rate it and we're gonna do it out of um I don't know, homoeroticisms. Homoerotic. I can't even fucking say nice. that. Right, let's go. Yeah, um, I do think a lot of this film is really dull, but I also really enjoy it just because of how shit it is. I completely get um, why you guys don't like it at all, but I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. But maybe that's like a Stockholm syndrome thing because I've seen this <laughs> film like hundreds of times. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. I have seen it like, way too many times. <laughs> I give it like four homoeroticisms out of ten, I guess. Yeah, I wish I could have enjoyed it for like on like a so bad it's good level, but I really didn't. I was very bored. Um, I will never watch it again. I don't. Yeah, I just don't care about it at all. I forgot about it. I honestly, thank God I have my notes here because otherwise. I would not have been able to tell you like half the things that I've been saying. Uh, yeah, it's just not for me. <laughs> uh, two homoeroticisms out of ten. To be fair, I don't think mine is uh, much further off of that, to be honest. Sorry, me and Chris are looking at the posters for the films and they're all really fucking terrible. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I actually can't... Mm. No, I'm not even going to say that I enjoyed this film. I believe I gave it slightly better than Max, but not very much. Um, I believe it is a three out of 
10 uh, gays. Yes. Yeah. Nailed it. That brings us on to the final film of today's episode. A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, from 1987, directed by Chuck Russell. The f- like, this is like the fan favourite in the series, weirdly enough. I don't really understand why. What's it about? I mean... So, <laughs> the film um, is about, starts off as about a girl called Kristen, played by Patricia Arquette, really famous actress in like one of her first roles. She like um, gets sectioned after a dream makes it look like she's tried to kill herself, even though it, like she didn't try and kill herself at all. It's just like a little cut across her wrist. Um, so yeah, she gets sectioned in like a teen mental hospital. Um, in this hospital, everyone it has dreams about Freddy Krueger, which um, the doctors all believe to be like a group psychosis sort of thing. Till Nancy from the first film comes into the hospital um, as like an intern and she decides that they need to stop Freddy again and like prove to the doctors and the staff at the hospital that these kids aren't insane and that Freddy is a real thing. Yeah. So, uh... Right. I've it only sucked. got one thing. Yeah, uh, it did suck, but that great song came out of it. Dream oh, yeah. Warriors. There you go. <laughs> Dream Warriors was an epic song. Loved it. It was fucking sick. It was the best part of the movie. I came on at the end credits. They're all singing Dream Warriors. Yeah. It was epic. Mm. <laughs> or maybe it was but epic because it. it was that's over. That's about <laughs> as good as it gets. That's about as good as it gets. And mm. We're all like elated um, for it to be over. Yeah. Like, wow. I it's mean, I actually, over. I preferred it. I preferred it to the second one. I don't know about you, Max. I did. But still, not much competition is there. Just as bored. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it was boring. So for a long time, I really loved this film. Like when I was first like into the series, like when I was like fourteen, fifteen, I I thought it was like really great. Then when I rewatched it last year, I was like, oh, that's that's it. And that's (laughs) kind of how I feel still now. I do like the movie, but that's mostly because of it. I like like the kills and like the horror set pieces. I think when it's not doing that, this film is so dull and so boring. It's just people in mm. room talking. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I gotta defeat him. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's like super, <laughs> yeah. super repetitive. There's like so many scenes of like characters saying, we need to stop Freddy or like the doctor saying, this is like, you're all insane. Like you need to stop talking about this character because he doesn't exist and that sort of thing yeah. you know, it's just like that Freddy Krueger over isn't real. and over he again can't hurt you yeah do you know what i thought could have been done well but just i don't know it was just terrible so you know um they're in that room and they're all like oh we're all gonna go to sleep now and we're all gonna become what we're like in our dreams right and i thought okay this is a cool concept because in your dreams you could do anything and then that fucking you know that that boy in the wheelchair and he comes out and he says the cringiest thing don't know what he said i am the wizard master holy fuck Um, (laughs) in my dreams i can walk and it's like oh my god (laughs) i can fly Oh, wow. oh, it was horrible. It was it was horrible. Like, like dream warriors. Yeah, oh, like, I like that because it's just like so silly. Yeah, but there are so many things that you can do with like in your dreams. You can do anything, and he's like, ah, oh, 
I'm like, I, I don't know, like these people just he's chatting like the, shit. He's like the prototypical like nerd character. So of course he loves like Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, and, like, <laughs> he loves the idea of like being a wizard and that's his dream. <sighs> it is his dream. Everybody has a dream. Everybody can be whatever they want to be. There's like that girl who's like, I guess she just really wants to be able to backflip. That's her power. <laughs> I love that. They were like, oh, so what can you do in your dream? And then she just does a backflip. Yeah. Like, that's the only well, thing. Well, look at this. She like do. sprints up the wall and like flips over. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> yeah. You got the girl who's like, in my dreams, I'm beautiful and bad. And then she just like flips oh, yeah. her pocket knife with a bloody mohawk. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So dumb. It was. It was. It was such a a great so dumb. a great idea, but with the worst execution I've ever seen in anything in my whole you life. You got the character of King Cade, who's like meant to be like the comic relief, I guess, and he like what? starts bending chairs and stuff, and like breaks through walls because like in his dreams he's super strong, which well, is at boring. Least that is a at least that is a thing, I suppose. Super strength is always boring. Yeah, it is, but it's a thing, not like backflipping and. Being a fake wizard. <laughs> no, he was a real wizard. He was, was he cool a real wizard? Because he could walk and he shoots green and purple lightning. Which doesn't work and he just dies. Yeah, it doesn't oh, work. For fuck's sake. Yeah. You've also got that character who um, his entire like character arc is that he's silent. And then like right at the end when everyone else gets captured, he like just suddenly screams. And after that, he can talk again. Yeah, that's like his power like, in his dreams that he can oh, talk. The most silent guy had the loudest voice of all. Oh, well, for God's sake! And he saved us all with his epic super scream <laughs> and shattered all the mirrors because they were dragged into the mirrors. He just screams it, uh, shatters all the mirrors, and they come crawling out of the mirrors like, "You saved us with your ultra scream." <laughs> <laughs> That Arctic Monkey song, the uh, Ultra Scream. <laughs> Save me with your Ultra Scream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were some parts of this movie that were actually all right, though. There's like a part where a dude like gets up from like sleepwalking, but it's like Freddy turns into like a he he like takes over. Um, it's like a marionette <clears throat> puppet. Yeah, that was cool. A that marionette was actually puppet, sick. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like it's made stop motion. He just like suddenly like comes down, and, and like then he, he goes and he's like, "That's it!" And he 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 makes the the kid a puppet, and he takes his veins out of his arms and his legs, and he parades him around like a like a bloody human puppet. And it's yeah, that was so sick. cool. Yeah, I like that bit. That is like one of the best bits of the film. I really like um. There's like that TV scene as well, where there's like the girl who really wants to be a tv star and like the oh, tv yeah. like on the tv like she's watching um a chat show and suddenly like freddie like shows up on it and she goes over because the tv turns off she hits it and then suddenly like freddie appears at the tv just smacks her His into big it. mechanical arms come out the yeah. side of the tv grab her and like and, she, and then he goes welcome to prime time bitch and he smacks her head into the tv that part was great. so funny i love it so much it's like my favourite line in the series. <laughs> it, 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 it was it, great. <laughs> yeah. It's almost as cheesy as, what was that other line that was said? Do you know when um, the boy was tied to the bed and he's, he's, I don't know what he said, and he was like, oh, I don't even know, so I might be getting hot in here or something, and it was like, ha ah, ha, so funny. 
I don't yeah. remember. I really don't. He like doesn't understand that he's dreaming, even though like this like super hot nurse is like. Yeah, that's it. Him, yeah, you know like... what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> And, they, and, like, they, and on, the nurse man. is like, oh, I always fancied you. And I'm, and I'm like getting the ick because I'm like, this is horrible. <laughs> He's like 12 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I, wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense. I, I love I how like, think... what is it? Joey. Oh, sorry. There was like a part where like Joey drags the disabled guy out of bed to watch, what is his name? Philip. Like the, <laughs> who's been like puppeted on at the edge of, uh, this like bell tower or something and he's like about to fall instead of getting help he just like he carries the disabled guy out of bed to to the window to see him what yeah it was like making go, no go sense. do something about it crying out loud <laughs> i do think where this film is at its best is in its like its set pieces in like its um its effects work I think similar to the first film, I do think some of the effects don't look great and haven't aged well. But for the most part, I think there's like some really creative, like well done practical effect work throughout. And that's like kind of what I get the most enjoyment out of. I like the usage of like stop motion throughout, like when like the marionette puppet I brought up earlier and like later on where um, Freddy's skeleton comes to life in the real world and he's like, Looks like Jason and the Argonauts with like this really like cheesy stop motion. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. But it does, like, yeah. that's about it for me. Yeah. I actually did like that bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like at the beginning wa- <laughs> where like Kristen's in the dream and like she finds a little girl in at the house and she like picks her up. <laughs> She's like, I've got to save you, little girl. And then like she like runs around the house with the girl in her arms, but the girl's clearly a doll because like the the it's just a wig and like the legs are really stiff. I forgot about that. That was really funny. Yeah, that was actually that was gold. <laughs> Why does Kristen have superpowers? She can, like pull Nancy into her dreams. How can she do that? Oh yeah, I thought that was the superpowers know. that she like. No, she was, could like, like bring people in. These are just people though. Like, and now they're going to introduce like a... superpowers. Like, okay. Yeah, as the like series mm. goes on, they try and explain like the dream powers and stuff and it just gets really silly and ridiculous as if it wasn't even already, more like, so yeah. <laughs> there's like one film where they like the last like main entry in the franchise where they like try and explain how freddie has the powers that he has how he's able to like survive in dreams even though he's dead and that sort of thing and it's just really really bad <laughs> they don't need to explain it no it just like takes all the horror out of the yeah, that's character. Point. This movie is like an hour and a half long. It feels really long. Like it's, really the, it's the shortest long. one, isn't it? No, it's no. the longest no. one. It's ninety six minutes. Ninety six yeah, whole so. minutes of it's pain. Short. I was just like, I was so bored. Like, oh, okay. It does feel this like is... far longer than it is. It's just it the same does. thing over and over again. That's what I don't like yeah. about it. And I also I don't like the... that they brought Nancy back. Like as soon as she came back, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, I like that they brought her back, actually. No, I don't, because it was a bad movie, and then they kill her. Oh, yeah, it was... Yeah, it was yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that was fucking annoying. What was the point? Well, if I can say one good thing about the series, at least they don't bring her back after. Now, once oh, what, she like dies... she just comes back from the dead? Yeah, because like, you get that with some film franchises where like the main character dies. They'll like make up some like really stupid... 
like way that they survived because they're like, oh, we can't carry on without this character. She probably um, didn't want to be. She probably didn't want to come back. No, she she did want to do the movie. She like she um originally wanted to come back for the second film, but they didn't even like offer a role or anything. Um, wow. So yeah, she like jumped at the idea to be in the third film. I forgot so. I don't yeah. think she's that great in this movie either. No. No. No she, one is really. She, yeah, yeah she, I was going to say she kind of bounces off all yeah, the other shit people Yeah, I don't know if you can really film. attribute that to her or the director. No, I think that's just the film in general. Are yeah. we bored of this film? Because I'm bored of this film. I like the score. Right, Not all of like it's great. Score. It's Angelo Badalamenti. It is indeed, yeah. Yeah, he... um. Basically does most of the scores to David Lynch's movies. They work together a lot. He did all the music to Twin Peaks. I think he's a great composer. And he like definitely brings like this very like ethereal and dreamy sound to a lot of it. But at mm-hmm. the same time, a lot of it does sound really cheap and lame. Yeah. That is my summary of this it, film. Honestly. Cheap and lame. <laughs> it's also like really bad sound design throughout. I think the editing throughout is pretty terrible especially in the third act the way like it you've got like the main stuff with freddie and the kids like the main like exciting stuff that's going on it just suddenly cuts to the doctor and nancy's dad who comes back like them like just talking in this graveyard like trying to find freddie's remains and it's just like so awkward and it just brings everything to like this sudden grinding halt yeah i completely forgot about them just the subplot two dudes going off on their own some holy water. What? How boring is that? God. Yeah, it wasn't needed at all. Cheap and lame. <laughs> that's this movie voice. Cheap and lame. Yeah. That's actually uh, what I put in my Tinder bio. <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to get a petition going to make it happen. Mm. <laughs> There's like that nun in this movie who like turns out to be Freddy's mother. It's like, <laughs> oh shit. It's like they're going for yeah. this oh shit moment, but it's not much it's of a It's not oh shit, shit is it, really? Yeah, it's not really obvious. She's like telling the story about um, the conception of Freddy Krueger, about how um, she was like working at a mental institute and accidentally got locked in the hospital over the Christmas holidays, and like the people in the hospital like kept her hidden and she got raped hundreds of times yeah, oh, she's, she's like oh, and then freddy like krueger was give born krueger this like horrible backstory that, like, the son oh, of twenty thousand son of a hundred maniacs yes yeah. <laughs> how does that even work like, what, a, what, what, what a bad line the bastard son of a hundred maniacs oh shut it up it makes no sense no. that's that, it makes no sense <laughs> that can't happen <laughs> fuck's sake she has one of the funniest lines in the movie though She's like talking to the guy. She's like, what faith do you follow? And he's like, science, I suppose. Sad choice. <laughs> yeah, that was actually quite funny. I think we all actually burst out laughing at that point. It was yeah. like the funniest bit of the film at that point. Oh my God. There's like four different writers on the movie. Because there's like, I think Wes Craven wrote his own script originally. And then it was passed off to someone else who wrote their own script. And then, um, two other people including the director and um frank darabont did their own script frank darabont of course probably best known for creating walking dead and writing and directing the green mile the shawshank redemption and the mist Mm -hmm. wow 
three films that are hundreds of times better. Yeah, what than a this. downgrade. This comes Holy from fuck. someone who actually likes this movie. Jesus. Right. Is there anything else that we actually want to say? Because I. Dream just... Warriors! Dream. La, 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 Dream Warriors! <laughs> Do it out of. Oh, I was going to say Dream Warriors, but oh, that's like the, that's the name of the movie. Let's rate it out of bitches, because he says like a like hundred mm. times in this movie yeah. for some okay. reason. Right out of bitches. Good old bitches. Nice. Yeah, I, I do not like this movie as much as I used to, but I still get a lot of enjoyment out of it. It's very boring. I think a lot of it is very cheaply made, but I think it's just because I have a soft spot for this franchise that I enjoy the movie. Um, so I give it like f- six bitches out of ten. <laughs> that even is that's fucking like, high. That is so even that's high. Like, <laughs> maybe a bit high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Max is like, that's fucking oh my high, gosh. That's over yeah, average. I just really didn't like it at all. I just thought it sucked. It was like, only marginally better than the last movie, but like, <laughs> it's not much to compare it to. Um, and I could have done without Nancy coming back. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch it again. Honestly, feel like I won't watch any of the other movies. I just like... I like the first movie. Maybe, like, Chris tells me that the, the, seventh, the seventh movie is good. Maybe I'll look at that. But, who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, three bitches out of ten. Mm, I, I kind of agree with Max, to be honest. I feel like if Chris was to sit down and force me to watch them, I'd probably do anything else but actually sit and watch them. So I'm not going to be watching them. Yeah, um, I was going to watch them at some point, but I'll just do it when you're like working or something, so you're not paying attention. I just, I just don't care about it. I obviously I liked it more than the second one, but that just it doesn't really speak volumes, does it? It's like, what do you prefer, piss or shit? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like neither's good. Um, so I'm going to gonna give. That. A, hey, 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 hey! No scat fetches over here, my good friend. <laughs> Ooh, no king shaman. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it a four bitches out of ten. Nice. Yeah, in terms of the other movies, obviously I've seen all of them like a few times. Four, five, and six are basically the exact same as the third one, and they get progressively duller and duller as they go on. How is that possible? To the point where the sixth one is just like almost unwatchably bad. And then you got the seventh one, um, which is completely different. Directed again by Wes Craven, which is like it's like a meta movie, where it's like all about um, it's like set in the real world, where it's all about like the actors and directors and stuff of the first movie, and it's kind of all about the impact that making horror movies has on people, and like Freddy Krueger, like this demonic entity version of him, like somehow escapes the movie world to get into the real world. It's um, it's actually like a genuinely really interesting, very serious horror movie. So I'd highly recommend that because it's like easily, in my opinion, the only other like actually great movie in the series. All right. Chris, you know what I want you to do? Shut up and spin the wheel. Spin the fucking wheel. So now we've got to shut up and spin the wheel. What are we going to marathon for the next episode? Episode 48, which comes out. Or what are next we going to veto? Yeah, what are we going to say? Gonna no end thanks up to... What is it? <laughs> Prison movie. Um, 
<laughs> it is prison movies now, Jack. The Bill and Ted trilogy. How do we feel about Ooh. Bill and Ted? Never seen them. No, neither have I. I've seen the first two. Right. Okay. I I feel like this could go either way. I feel like yeah. you guys are either going to really enjoy or have a really miserable time. Okay. Um, let's try it for something else and maybe yeah. do those another time. I'm happy with that. <laughs> I watched those two like less than a year ago. I think you should start Doing taking them off, 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 Chris. You're scaring me with your fucking choices here. Mm. No, I just saw it go past Paddington. No! Um... Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, I'm going to veto this. Veto it now. <laughs> Spit it again. It's like Rise, Dawn, War it, of the Planet of the Apes. I oh, can't. Right. I yeah, would, they're all I right would, movies. I would watch I'm those just, even if you paid me I to. I just can't be bothered. I just don't want all right, to watch All right, this is the last them. one. We have, we have to watch whatever comes oh, up next. Twilight. There's no way around it. <laughs> fuck's sake. I can <laughs> see what it was. Um... The live action Scooby Doo movie. Oh no, 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 my no, 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 god! No, 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 there is no, there is no distinction there. Scooby Doo. No, mean? but there's no we distinction. We put it down as in the live action one. Right, but it doesn't have to be. Come on, throw me a bone here. We could have the cartoon ones. We could. No, no. they're actually worse. <laughs> We're going to um, do the live action Scooby Doo ones. There's so two we of those. Do the, I don't even know there was three of them. There's two theatrical ones and one like straight to DVD one, which has like a different cast. So no, I don't want to do, do that. that. Can I either do that or watch that that Scoob movie? Yeah, that's what I was going to... So if we do Scooby Doo, we do Scooby Doo Monsters Unleashed, and then mm-hmm. we do Scoob. Okay. Wait, what is, is Scuba? That Scuba's 3D animated, animated one oh, came out last year. right. Okay. Apparently it's epic. Okay. Well, actually, well yeah, as long okay, as I'm it's epic. This. Yeah, I'm fine with this. Uh, awesome. So yeah, stay tuned for the Scooby Doo unofficial trilogy uh, for Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo Monsters Unleashed, and Scoob. Yeah, lovely. Of <laughs> course, <laughs> I just had a spoiler from Letterboxd. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Don't spoil Nothing. Scoob for us. So, yeah, just that's that. There's uh, another review that says, Thank God Scrappy Doo died in Miami so he didn't have to live through this hideous threat to humanity. <laughs> I actually liked Scrappy Doo. Scrappy was sick. Holy shit! Yeah, he's in those. Yes, yeah. nice. Okay, so more I'm on bring Scrappy Doo next week. I'm, I'm bringing gin. Anyone That's, wants some? Uh, Forty-eight. But in the meantime, we got a show to watch for episode fifty-five. I mean, it's quite a while oh, yeah. away. What What is the uh, show again? I can't it's remember. Like, it's like two months ago. Two months away. It's the uh, the fall. Oh, okay. BBC iPlayer, you can watch that. Maybe somewhere else. It's a BBC show, The Fall. And uh, in the meantime, maybe you want to subscribe to some shit. Uh, we got social medias. We got YouTube, the Sunday Movie Marathon. We got Twitter at Sunday Movie Pod, Facebook at Sunday Movie Marathon, and Letterbox at Sunday M M Capital S Capital M M. Thank you very much. This has been. Ooh, it's been a long one. <laughs> mm. Thanks for sticking through. We did. And Just a about. lot of these movies were not very good. But we'll have a completely different uh, vibe in the next one because they're all going to be great. So stay tuned for that <laughs> yes. one. And Amazing. Yeah, thank you for listening. Have a, have a good Sunday marathon of movies. Yeah. Later.